It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. It feels like the first time. It feels like the very first time. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the first time show. Man, it's funny because the first episode, or the, well, the last episode, the one that just before this one. Um, the second episode? The second episode, yes. <laughs> um, the fourth episode. We, we were so low energy when we started, I think. Or I was just like, yes. oh, we're doing it. Here's the show, guys. I was saying to Alana that last time we recorded on Saturday and I'd spent the whole day at the pool. <laughs> so I had like sunstoke and I was... Um, Laugh all you want, but spe- oh, I'm tired. loud. Brett, I'm trying it's to, tired. I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand your dedication to the first time show. What? What do you mean? Are you doubting it? I doubt. Da- I'm doubting it. If you're going to be swimming in a damn pool all day, I'm just. Well, jealous. I didn't today. <laughs> he worked <laughs> all just day. That I wish I could swim in a pool. Come over. We'll, we can swim six feet apart. I think your hoodie's really cool. It is very cool. Where'd you get it? It's undrafted. It's really cool. What is that? Sponsor me. (laughs) My favorite hoodie. It's so comfy. Will someone please sponsor? Will undrafted please sponsor Brett? We'll talk a lot about undrafted (laughs) if they just send me one more hoodie. Guys, welcome to the show. Right off the top. Did you know that Brett and I made a comic book? Right off the top. (laughs) No, Brett and I made a comic book. Yeah. And every and there might be people listening to this that do not know that. Yeah, and I, I didn't f- know until last week that it was finished. Well, it's funny because it, it feels like you just found out we made a comic book. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way actually. It Listen, feels like Steve just found. I <laughs> I have like those horse blinders on. You know the ones that horses, horse blinders, the ones that horses have, so they don't see something over here and get spooked. Yes, we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have that on for things. Is that what Peaky Blinders are? Oh, interesting. Oh. We'll I, have don't, to, I don't know if it is. Save it for the Peaky Blinders watch through. Peaky um, Blinders. Listen to me. I just want to say really quick that, yeah. um, you know, I focus, I have, my focus is on so many things at, at any given time. And um, the comic book totally came out like, <laughs> like in January. Or when did it come no, out? in March. March. Okay. <laughs> but it was supposed to come out in October and they just made a mistake. At Comixology is all I can tell because I had to email them. Anyway, and they were but like, "Oh, it should be out." For those of you that are like, "What are they talking about?" On this very show, we like discussed at length the like a potential comic book that that Brett and I could make, and we started talking about the Crypt Keeper and how what what must have that man's life been like before he became the Crypt Keeper, <gasps> and then Brett. I- I never knew that's what this was about. No one has ever. I've been asking and asking and asking. This is his. We were talking about the Crypt Keeper. How did he get all these stories to tell? Right. Yeah. And so then we started talking about. Well, he could have been like a a writer or a journalist that followed like a homicide beat, and so he's seen all of these like horrific story and so the comic is just our, our chance to do all these tales from the crypts stories essentially <gasps> but but the idea is every three issues will tell one like procedural story like it starts with a murder yeah. and he has to solve the murder 
And Brett wrote the first episode and will probably write all of them. <laughs> I'd like to write one. Will you teach me how to, to write, write one? one? Do you want me to write the first three and then you write the second three? Yeah, sure. So we each write a story? Yeah. Okay. This is really Let's exciting. So anyway, so we'll Brett... do it. A, we'll do, we'll write it by the pool. <gasps> oh shit! Now that's a Sunday. Every episode is gonna be about like drowning in a pool, slipping by the pool. All right, let's stop talking about fun <laughs> Wait, and nice finish. things and talk about the leftovers. Wait, finish the story though. You wrote the thing about the how do well, people get it's just, it? Whatever. Tell it's us okay. About the it. first issue was written by Brett, and the first three, I guess, will be written by Brett. And um, but it's story by Stephen Brett. Yeah, we story we, by yes. Stephen Brett. Um, but Brett. Uh, <laughs> but you can get it on Comicsology right now. Cool. Yeah, so we 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 put it out there as like I was saying, I'm sure there's somebody listening that's a really great artist and will be like, I'll draw this thing, which didn't happen. Oh, and then we no. had to. We, I, I can't. I mean, what I are the chances? We only had so many people listening to the Lost podcast anyway. Yeah, and also like a comic book artist, like a good comic book artist. I mean, it's what are the chances they were going to be listening to us talk about Lost? All right, yeah, well, zero because they. <laughs> Apparently, that's the answer. The answer is zero. Yeah, zero. Who wanted? But I to dove help. into the internet and I found a, a man that wanted to draw it, and then I found another man that wanted to color it, and then I did all the letters. And now they're married. And we we put it out as sort of a like <laughs> test to see if we could do it, and now it's like we don't know what next steps are, but we need to. <laughs> We should keep going if we're going to do more. And uh, uh, yeah, stay tuned. All right. Well, that's enough self One issue a year. One issue a year. You'll, but we'll finish it. We're, we'll say that. We will finish it. So anyway, it's an, it's an easy U comic. Yeah, I made an easy U publishing imprint on comics. Yeah, and the logo is really cool. Distribute it. Thank you. So when you see the comic, you'll see the easy U logo. All right, let's talk about The Leftovers. Guys, welcome to The Leftovers, first time show, season. This is, uh, if you're this deep. Episode. If you're this deep. Are we calling this season three of the first time show? We could call it season three, yeah. But it's so confusing, though. Season one of The Leftovers. Season three of the first time show covering season one of The Leftovers. Episode Episode three of the first time show. Episode three three. of the first time show season. Episode five and six of The Leftovers season one. Amber here, she poofed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, I forgot to put the clips into the thing. In the clip. Don't worry, we have time. So anyway, um, so for those of you that are as deep as we already are into this podcast. Can I just real quick before we get into this? (laughs) This is the these are the clips for episode one or uh-huh. for episode four, five. <laughs> those this are is, these are the clips for episode six. Those are your clips. Yeah, <laughs> were our I clip, didn't pull them all. Were, but... were our clips similar? Um, I think we probably had two overlaps. Wow. Yeah. You know that's the beauty of the show, you guys. We're gonna have a lot of fun with clips. If we ever get through the intro, we're gonna have a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of segments. Um, so I'm going to be stalling big time because I'm downloading the clips, but uh, and I need to put them on the device I well, use to to share them. But Brett, can we dive right into this episode? Yeah, well, no, let's just well, hold on, hold on. Five. Oh, okay. Well, we got it. We got to say at least. Titled. Go ahead. Yes, we got to say at least that this is covering. Well, you've already seen it from the title, I guess. But we're covering episode <laughs> episodes five and six of oh. The Leftovers mm-hmm. on HBO. And if you're like, oh man, I don't want to listen to this shit. Well, that's cool. <laughs> All right. So do it anyway. Do it anyway. 
Dude, I think so. I don't peek and I don't read ahead. That's one of my things. I don't know if it's because I don't want to put the work into it or if it's because I like the surprise. Non-peaky blinders. But I saw that someone sent us an email saying they don't watch the show, but they're listening to us. Yeah. So this is going to be so fun. Okay. Because imagine it, Alana. Imagine listening to this show and not watching The Leftovers. Like, we're going to talk about some crazy shit. Like, a woman gets stoned to death in the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Like, and you see it. Murder. This, the way this episode opened felt to me like the uh, like Damon Lindelof going, okay, seriously, are you guys in or are you out? <laughs> are you in or are you out? Because this is the show now. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're totally right. I told my parents last night to watch the leftovers. Whoa! So you have never even heard of it. Both they raised me Baptist. They're <gasps> non-denominational at this point, and I was like, "You guys should watch it. It's a very interesting watch." <gasps> so and so, and then I turned it on today, and I was like, "Oh, it starts with a stoning. That's <laughs> that's gonna be a tough one <laughs> for Steve and Cindy." Um, <laughs> But if they watch it, I'm I'm interested in it. I'll get I'll pass along their uh Notes. their p- perspective on the show. Brett, uh, what do you think Mima would have thought of the leftovers? She loved it. And my dad also like would have <laughs> never watched something like this when we were growing up. But now that we're all adults, he's like, You guys you watching this Game of Thrones? Oh and he just great. Westworld. He said he loved the first season, second season was okay. And the third season is is you shouldn't even watch it. And I was like, that's man, that's curt analysis from my father. Wait, so does your dad like watch things like Game of Thrones and has like pretty like solid opinions about it? And like, does he look at things from the perspective of like what's his perspective of something like Game of Thrones? He um you know, I think they tried to raise us in a way that was like a Game of Thrones when I was a kid, my dad wouldn't watch because he wouldn't want me as a kid to think that that's the type of entertainment that he enjoys. Wow. But now, I, but I, like my parents were young when they had us, you know, they were 18, 19. And so mm. they're just figuring it out. Now we're all adults. I feel like they've grown up. My dad's like, I like things that are entertaining regardless. Loves Bosch on Wow! See, my dad watches Game of Thrones exclusively because of the nudity. No, (laughs) really? I can only assume. Wait, because there's no way he's really interested in that. (laughs) Like, are you? My dad guessing here, or are you? Well, I just know my dad. Okay, often say you don't know what your dad likes. No, no, that's not true. Okay, that's not true. I know my dad is like I watch soccer, I watch golf, (laughs) and then if you put on a Mission Impossible, I'll watch a Mission Impossible. You know, yeah. I will fall That's asleep dad. for You're sure. You're talking about dads. I'm talking about my dad. Yeah, dad well, and dad. Talking about dads. Yeah, dad. Well, he's watching golf and he likes uh, he likes an action movie. Yes, that's just that's his dad. But the thing about my dad is, is like he doesn't like that nerdy shit, man. 
He just does it. Wait, know, what's, what's my dad about Game of Thrones? Can we be specific? You mean well, like the Game fantasy of Thrones, element? Yes, or? yes. The fact that it's like a medieval, like there's love stories and like politics. Love, love stories are not nerdy. Politics are not nerdy. I know, but like it's it's a fantasy version of all this like. Okay, that's the answer. Yes, fantasy. exactly. And and but No, he, listen, I didn't grow up knowing my, what I identify as nerdy is not what you identify as nerdy. I've learned this being around you. I did not think fantasy was nerdy ever once in my life until you guys started saying it what everything is nerdy alana Brett. you can be a football nerd i mean if you're like exclusively... you jean claude van damme nerd i yeah, found yeah, yeah. Listen, no, that's i'm clear. just talking about myself at this point I, i'm clear and if you're obsessively into one very specific little thing like fairies all i do all day long is sketch fairies and i'm a fairy person and that's I love nerdy fairies. as like, fuck i'm saying yeah i get it that's nerdy but the whole genre of fantasy uh, that was not something I identified as nerdy. Well, that's up. interesting. That's I mean, very interesting. You must have either been around nothing but nerds, or you. Just... I just don't think I had that instinct in my brain. Well, I mean, I was bullied about it, and all my friends were bullied yeah, about I, it. You're bullied about everything. I was bullied about looking pretty when I looked pretty, and well, bullied sure, about looking sure. ugly when well, I looked okay, ugly. So, yeah, but we're not you, talking that's about not that. Nerd stuff. That's not what we're talking about, though. Like okay. you weren't called a nerd because of that. I'm talking about nerds. Like nerds are like the kinds of people that are into like fantasy, sci-fi, like magical I, okay, shit. I, I get what you're getting. And at, like LARPers. I'm just saying, my dad has like almost zero interest in that. But right. Game of Thrones has like I nice boobs all the time, and that's pretty cool. So I think my dad just gets this like visual but like, overload out of it. Like right. he sees the dragons, and he probably thinks it's fine. But the boobs are like, hey, hey yeah, like well, that's nice. <laughs> I have a an easy way to qualify what I'm saying. I think of like like Willow is nerdy. Absolutely. But like Game of Thrones was the most popular show on TV. There's no way that's nerdy. Okay, but is the like way I see it. Okay, sure. Because nerdy is cool now. But It doesn't matter because if it's the most popular thing, it, if nerd is meant to be the opposite of popular to some degree. Well, nerd Game like of I'm Thrones saying, is popular. Well, it's like I said, nerdy is cool now. But and and it's like I think there's two definitions but, of nerdy. But listen, that, listen. Nerdy is cool now, and things like Game of Thrones came from things that were that were definitely nerdy. nerdy. Sure, sure. And it's all it all comes from that branch of nerdy shit. But that you still consider it nerdy. Is well, because the that's my because yeah because I grew up with that stuff right. and I do consider something like Game of Thrones nerdy because even though it is a massively popular popular show, it just means the nerds are like have a bigger voice now because they use the internet Absolutely. and TV. And Wait, I ha so here's an interesting psychological psychology thing. Is nerdiness like a, oh my God, I forget the word, like a soft, like it does it stay on the thing it is? Is nerdiness a specific thing and it's always that thing? Or is nerdiness always in proportion to what's popular in culture? Like does nerdiness stick to one thing? No, 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 none of that. The the piece of entertainment isn't nerdy. The relationship to that piece of entertainment is where you become a nerd or, or you're not a nerd. A it's whole like, third element. My dad watches Game of Thrones and then is done with it. There are people that dress up like it. They mm -hmm. go, they LARP out. They write you know, forum posts. They, do, they go deep. They do scenes from it. They, you yeah. know, get Fan into films. Uh, role-playing games, all that stuff, you know. Yeah, they buy the, I like, I think it's all about dildo. what, you know. <laughs> And it was when we were growing up because Lord of the Rings never there for it. What is it? She's talking about the the <laughs> dragon dick that like lays eggs in your stomach that the you can get. Totally. I mean, everyone's gonna have yeah. one of those. 
my mom listens to this. Go okay, ahead. Okay, Brett. okay. So so there's three psycho- psychology potentials for nerdage. I feel I feel yours, Brett. Um, I I choose that definition. Well, I think his, his it's correct. Oh, I think all three can be correct. All three there is oh. there, there's no technicality that says one is right and one isn't right. It's more like yeah. what do we kind of generally all agree collectively? But listen, um, Steve isn't there for the titties. <laughs> He's not. He's I guess it, yeah, it's all about. I'm into this story. It, it becomes and... it, yeah, yeah. It becomes more about how much more time are you willing to put into something that was just meant to be a piece of entertainment. Show but he's definitely chasing it now because watching Westworld was like a big deviation, I think. But Westworld think- was another like sexy, nudie, booby show. <laughs> think about it. They're all HBO is sexy, nudie, booby. It's I'm really, really bummed out that they did the fan that they did Fantasy Island as a movie and didn't bring it back as like an HBO or Netflix. Series. Dude, I think it still can. It happen. It could have been so great. It can totally still happen. I didn't see it. Nobody gives a shit about what comes out anymore, dude. A new That's Grudge great. movie just came out. Yeah, did you know? Yeah, that? like came and movie, went, and nobody gives a shit. A total delight. Did you see it's it? Not good, but I loved it. Wait, the new Grudge. No, Fantasy Island. Oh, what about the new Grudge? Did you see that? Oh, I didn't see the new Grudge. You gotta see it. We <laughs> no. gotta see it. I don't think so. What do you mean? I don't think because you know see it. we gotta have an opinion, right? I don't uh, need. I don't need the Grudge again. I don't need the Ring again. Like those were like a very specific moment in time. But the Ring versus the Grudge were like everything. <laughs> but the Ring versus the Grudge. Steve, oh, I-, I forgot we watched that. <laughs> Oh shit! Okay, yeah, we do have to watch the Grudge. That was that was Fine. the last time I would watch the Grudge, unless they I'm made in. a sequel to that one, and they and it stars that guy who was like the Grudge Hunter and that girl, that little girl that was like, dude, that shit was cool, man. They took Wait, the in Grudge the new movie in the new Grudge remake. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm talking about oh. the one we saw, the Grudge versus the Ring. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. because spoiler uh, alert, in the Grudge versus the Ring. Basically, what happens is is the come gr- on now. What is it? It's it's Juan versus versus Ringu. Sudaku, or Sadako. Oh, you're right, Ringu. Ringu, you're right. Anyway, basically, what happens is, and if you don't want to know, just skip ahead a little bit. But basically, what happens is the grudge and the ring cannot be stopped, and so they just combine into like a ring grudge creature, and then it's and then it can't be stopped. So like it could, could potentially go on. Oh dear, I see the Grudge twenty twenty as I see the Irishman. I don't need to see it. <laughs> Alana Fickus twenty twenty. <laughs> All right. So the leftovers. How fucking great is this show, Brett? Are you in by this point? Oh, I mean, certainly. I was in last week. But like, how do you feel? I, it's it doesn't. You know, listen. Wasp was on an <laughs> island with a beach. It's beautiful. I'm never going to feel the same about a show <laughs> that's landlocked as I am about Lost. Yeah. But um, I, I'm really, really enjoying it. I'm really curious uh, about everything I think I'm supposed to be curious about. But this episode in particular, I, I was like, I really respect the, the opening of this and that they're that they're putting it out there. As like, I know it's gruesome. It makes me feel like they're they're conditioning us oh. for what's to come, and that makes me excited. Um, the opening is someone from the 
guilty remnant gets stoned to death. And you see it. You and she, what's so interesting is she speaks. Yeah. Tell them to stop. And then later in the episode, when you get the two guilty remnants at the diner, Patty and Lori, Patty tells her that she had brought Darby. Is that her name? Uh, uh, the woman who got stoned to death. Yeah. Fuck. I forgot her name. Yeah. Let's say Darby. Okay. That's the name of the episode. It's called Gladys. Gladys. That's what it is. It's Gladys. I don't know where Darby came from, but I love it. <laughs> um, Let's run with it. They're about to Gladys. have a daughter and name her Darby. <laughs> yeah, she said when she did the thing at the um, diner where she let, would let her speak, she didn't break. And right. so it, it sort of like spoke to how, where she was at mentally to, to speak at that point. Right. And then that's sad. Yeah. That's what's supposed to be. It's supposed to feel bad. Um, yeah. And isn't it that, man, it's just Lindelof found a way to, like, make a cult. um, Like, you know, I'm so used to looking at cults and thinking about cults in a way that's like, man, these people are crazy. What could they possibly be thinking about? And I'm they're dangerous and I want to stay away from them. And even though I do feel that way about the guilty remnant for the most part, I'm so fascinated by them. Are also not- in this episode, they introduced the fact that there are a lot of cults. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, we wrote down the we names. Alana has them. And how fucking cool is that? Like, Lindelof's just like, fuck it. We're going to have, like, cults. Like, the whole... There's so many cults. Yeah. I will say the only the only negative I have for the show right now... Okay. ...is his daughter and his daughter's friend need a purpose. Yeah. I agree. They keep popping up, and I'm like, okay, I, there's been enough episodes of her just like being a teenager. I get it, but like moping around, and her friend being like snarky and witty, and they're not. It doesn't seem like they have a purpose in the show. Okay, I agree. Okay. Other than that, it's, it's a pretty good show. But you're uh, <laughs> you're not you're you're gonna wait it out and see what's going on. For sure. On. Yeah. It's Margaret Qualley. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, She's qualified to be in a great She's show. Qualified. Oh. She's qualified. Oh man. <laughs> What's up, Alana? You told me bring up the cult names. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What do we got? Well, bring let's see the ones we know already. We were just jotting down every time we heard a name so that we could know the actual names. Okay. So far, we have Guilty Remnant. The Guilty Remnant. Obviously, Heaven's Converts, and Tomorrow's <laughs> Family. <laughs> What do you think those are? I love it so much. Well, tomorrow's well, 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 in that second episode, <laughs> it, like not to jump too ahead, but in the second episode, we have Nora in New York. New and... York. Wait, but by second episode, you mean episode six? Sure, the one, the second episode of this one. Yes, episode <laughs> six. I'm sorry. Where is the leftovers? It's in it's New York. New York. In the, the East city Coast. is in New York, right? Yes, it's Maple. New oh, okay, York. okay. Yeah, um, that's what I thought. But uh, so she goes to the city and uh, New York City and there's all those like people that are like totally in cults. But you're like, what am I even looking at here? Like there's some people with like cowboy masks on and like Zorro. I tried to pull a clip. It just was too muffled. You couldn't hear it. But there's a guy who goes, folks not dead. Don't believe what you hear. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Vatican's lying. (laughs) 
Yeah, they're back inside. He's hidden. They say he was hidden underground somewhere or something. I love it so much. I love all of the fucking universe. Me too. In universe stuff. This universe is so fascinating because it's totally a post-apocalypse. Yeah, absolutely. A version of a post-apocalypse. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Which is what I think the so interesting about yeah. the show. It's a, such an interesting take on post-apocalypse. It's a modern shit. post-apocalypse set, not in a future, in our like modern day. Yeah. And it's also you guys know what an apocalypse is. I know it's an interesting interpretation of apocalypse really is what I was gonna say. Because it's not your <laughs> usual. No, it's not. I mean you but I mean it I you can describe it as that for sure, because it's totally like I mean it's not we don't know if it's the end of the world or if the world ended or Or mid apocalypse. You know, I was trying to think about it's what like my a quiet apocalypse junior. <laughs> it's a pre apocalypse. Um apocalypse? I, I was trying to think of what dude that's really good pre-apocalypse pre-apocalypse um i was trying to think of what my i was trying to think of what my theories i'll take a note were at the time for the departed at this point when i watched it for the first time how long ago when it aired okay me too um but do you but you do you not want me to at the risk of like one of my theories not being how it ends or something uh, if I, I if you can remember theories you thought of at, in just season one, yeah, I would love to hear them in just season one. But yeah. and of course, I don't expect to know if they're true or well, not. True. I careful. Oh, oh shit! Oh, I don't do you know. think Brett, I should knock them, Brett? Be careful. <laughs> yeah, Can we Steve... fall into a little bit of this? I'm lost. It takes. I think take someone got got. Uh, well, Owen, their oh, email privileges revoked. Listen, Owen said, don't. Oh. Smoke monster, dude. Owen texted uh, in like a the gift first Charlie episode. putting his hand, the not Penny's boat hand, in like season two. Yeah, or like yeah, because we had a text thread. Okay, Steve. Here's the choice. The decision is no. Okay, okay. So anyway, um, but it's I love the universe. I love it, and I love that when uh, Kevin wakes up in this episode, in episode five. Um, the TV is on and you can hear there's like a standoff with like the uh, the the cult, the FBI cult, for yeah. th- like the, the alcohol, yeah. tobacco and cult, whatever. And they're like busting in on another cult. Kill. Which had another name or that's one of the ones we wrote down. I don't know which part you're talking about. The, right after the stoning, right after the stoning, Kevin wakes up and the TV's on and there's like. Remember, is he in the kitchen? What TV is on? Well, he's in the bedroom. In the, the bedroom, he wakes oh, up. He this. looks for his white shirt, so he can't yeah. find it. Yeah. Oh, the, I But anyway, I but the TV the is shirts. on for like a second, and mm. you hear like officials have busted into this compound and the cult, blah 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 blah, mm. and then he mutes the TV, mm. and then he goes and can't find his fucking shirts. But I love it. I love when the TV's just on and you hear like the insane mm. shit happening in this world. It's so fascinating. It's just really interesting. Like, we didn't say sci-fi. We said supernatural, right? We said supernatural. What was the I word that we know. loved a lot? It was like supernatural. I don't remember loving a description. It was like word spiritual like supernatural film or show or something. Cool. Anyway, um, okay. I love that they keep they keep planting incidents where things are going wrong, but in a really human way. So you you're constantly questioning: Is that the show is that about the apocalypse or is that just this thing happening which is what you would question i think in that universe i love it 
the ground isn't solid. You might fall in at any moment. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think was going on with the dry cleaner? I think right I in. think nothing. I think it's a basic human thing. I think nothing. You think, you think it was just like Damon Lindelof had a bad experience at a dry cleaner and like I going think we're meant to to um I think what's happening with Kevin right now is his life is incredibly complex. He's at this incredibly stressful point in his life where his wife seemingly left their family to join a cult. And How about that scene with Liv Tyler? incredible where she tells him she's not your wife she's anymore. not your wife anymore yeah that's, that's crazy i think what, what's happening to kevin is is so many so many weird things are happening to him and he feels like potentially insecure that he's losing his mind like his dad did and i think a lot of the a lot of his actions are based around that and um so we're seeing him kind of like losing it and not realizing that um, maybe he's doing it uh, unintentionally because he's so afraid of becoming his his father. This is what I'm thinking. And so when we see things like, where the fuck are my shirts? And he's like going off the deep end. It's like the show showing us like how he's kind of losing it. That he has his dad in him. Yeah. And is he going to go there? Is he not? Is he safe? Is he unhealthy but on whatever the, but on the other hand it's like are these things that are happening to him really fucking happening like this deer that busts into his house and this fucking guy that's shooting dogs and fucking giving him tr a truck and like there was a the minute where i thought that guy like didn't exist yeah. yeah and then they like blatantly are like no he exists like not only does he exist well, it's not really until episode five that we know that. Like he, I know the daughter no, but sees in him. This one, it's like what? yeah, that's what I'm right, saying. Right, right. It's not really until this episode that we know for sure totally. he exists. Because even is though where the daughter, like, yeah, he's real. Even though the daughter acknowledges him, like you don't, she doesn't call him by name or anything. Right. It could have just been a random person at the door. They could have explained later, but yeah, now we know it could be he's someone a real else, person. and he's seeing someone exactly. else when he sees that person. Exactly. Yeah. So this is the first time we know that that element. He's not crazy because I think the whole time you're just like, is he crazy or is this just one of those normal mistakes that happens in life and you can't remember if you got right. your shirts back or not. Right. And I can't like, I can't even, I can't help but feel like, and forgive me if this is maybe what happens, but what? So maybe don't say it. Well, I'm just curious. Do you really think those are his shirts? Well, I was curious. I, I, I was thought curious we were going to get a too. scene where he tried to put one on. And it was way too small. Right. And he hasn't done it yet. So maybe it happens later. Yeah, maybe. You know, I don't know. Like, I'm not. I wasn't convinced that they are his shirts, but I've only taken my clothes to the dry cleaners once. But also, like, <laughs> so there you go. No, but also, saying. there's this thing with Kevin where it's like they really want us to see that perhaps he will. He's becoming as crazy, or he's got the craziness his dad had. Um. They really want us to like think that. But I don't think it's but just then, about but then, that. But then he comes into the dry cleaners and there's his fucking shirts. But crazy so, things are happening to all of the characters and all of them just went through this huge version of apocalypse and they don't know if something's going to come back. Is it gone forever? And what Lindelof is doing in every episode is having us question if something is human error, normal kind of shit, or, or if something else is going on. It's not just with him, but it is primarily because of the dad connection, I think. That's where I'm But I think I think that's the subtext of the whole show. The thing I said about like the ground you're standing on isn't solid. 
that's what I mean by that is that's how you feel watching the right. show because you're constantly like, oh, did this thing fuck up or did I just did I put it on? Like when I lost the AirPods the other day and I was like, where did I put that other? I can't find it. Wait, and you ended up putting it somewhere you never thought of. Like that's normal human shit that happens every day, right? Right. But I think mm-hmm. in the show they're like validating. They're emphasizing it too. And they're validating it because it's like. Well, not all of them. You well, still leave you questioning. I think it's like, but the thing is with Kevin, it's like, where did the bagels go? Do they go to the same place everybody else departed right. to? And it's like, no, at the end of the episode, he opens up the machine and they're in there. Yeah, and it's like, them. where's yeah. my fucking shirts? So did they disappear into right. the magic? Oh, no, the dry cleaner's just fucked up. Yeah. And it's like, we're yeah. seeing him really insecure and losing it over the idea that he's going crazy. Right, 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 right. right but right, then right. we're validated with that it really wasn't. And oh, you're right, not it's crazy not crazy yet. Right. And you're right, it's not everything. We're not validated in everything like that in the show. But the big But boys. for Kevin, it's it seems like they really want us as an audience to think, well, maybe he isn't like his dad. And maybe he isn't crazy. Yeah. And then you're constantly on this roller coaster with that in the show. Yeah. It's really brilliant. Uh-huh. Anyway, thanks for watching, guys. We're done with the episode. It's not going to get better than this. For the record, I don't think he's crazy. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. Do you think he's crazy? I'm curious about what the dad's crazy is because I'm- I know. We've I'm yet not, to even see I'm anything. not convinced yeah. that it's like <laughs> real crazy and it's not some other like supernatural or he's tapping into something or he sees something someone else doesn't see or- When are we going to get that dad episode, Lindelof? Steve's got tentacles. Um, Who's my dad? <laughs> <laughs> I love when the the news for the new Demolition Man came out. I got so many tweets and texts from people going, "Where's my mom? Where's my mom?" <laughs> when did we did we we just did that on like a random stream one night, right? No, it was dynamic banter. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. All right. So anyway, this episode was amazing. I don't know if there's much. I mean, we kind of went through it all, right? Oh, the well, Bible let's dig verse. Let's begin to guess, the, and the then Bi- we can double back. Wait, the yeah, Bible, the Bible verse. verse. What did you get out of that? Who are you speaking? When so Matt and Kevin are yep. driving yep. to the morgue to to so that Matt can pray for the body of Gladys. And real, uh, like really, what I thought during that scene is I thought, I wonder if the writer got this from the book. Or if they had heard this verse, or did they have to do research to find this? And I thought, I don't know if I'd read the whole Bible to find an interesting. This is really what was going through my head at that moment. So I didn't think mm. about it too much. <laughs> I, I felt- just was like, man, it really feels authentic that they have this Bible verse to pull out. Interesting. Very true, yeah. the, the leftovers wiki says that it's a it's taken from the non canonical Christian text. The Gospel of Thomas. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Saying Matt reads Psalm one two one when he prays for <gasps> It's Psalm one two one. And it was question one twenty one. Oh God, he's fucking our brains. Oh, deeper. that's so crazy. Tell me tell me more. When he prays for Gladys. Is it actually at the Psalm one twenty one? Yeah, that's what it says. Saying thirteen, Matt reads Psalm one two one. <laughs> and and I'm that's, the one, Lindelof, that's the one he reads in the car? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Damn, that's so that's so cool. 
Well, what? are we talking KJV or are we talking NIV? Well, what he's saying in that, because he decodes it for us. Like, I also, when I listened, was like, uh, a couple more times now. What do you mean by that? But when he, when, when a uh, hot cop says, what the fuck? Um, our preacher responds. He says, it's easier to stay silent than to speak the truth. And that's like the basic bottom line of it. I do feel like that was a theme throughout this episode. Yeah. yeah, he says he makes the assumption that the guilty revenant have given up. Yeah, they're like right, and dead they're, and but alive. Why even beyond. How about when he goes to pray? And, and he uh, gets oh yeah, and the actually, got, wife comes out with the whistle. He got whistled. He got fucking whistled, Dude, bro. Run, you know. There's nothing more embarrassing than getting whistled. <laughs> Guys, listen to what the wiki says about this fucking episode. This is blowing my mind. Okay. When Kevin puts the beer on the roof of his car. Oh, yes. Two penguin toys are seen in the window of a store behind him, perhaps indicating that the score is now Penguin 2. <gasps> As Kevin goes to take out his anger on Faisal, just as the children in Anthony's office take their aggression out on the inflatable penguin. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, hope that's not true. That's too good. But after no, it's watching, true, dude. After watching, what was that other sh- series of his we just saw? The, all I can Watchmen. think of is Leftovers. Watchmen. Watchmen. After well, yeah, because he, he did that in Watchmen the whole time. Yeah, that's gotta be. Oh, by the way, speaking of like subtle background things, I saw a slate there was oh, a yeah, slate. Oh, yeah, Lana caught a slate. In really? The background. Yeah, I've never Alana seen a slate. Lana caught a slate <laughs> is my favorite Hardy Boys book. Lana caught a slate is my favorite Bell Biv DeVoe song. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the back seat of the Guilty Remnant's car when it was just when those Patty two women. When Patty and Lori were driving to the is diner. Green when they're Cap driving it? to the diner. No. no. But it's right in that. So for those of you that want to find sh- it and maybe tweet it at us or send it to our, um, tag us in our, at first time show podcast on uh, anything on Instagram or Instagram uh, on Twitter. It's the first time show. I don't know. Oh, it's too excuse, confusing. Excuse. You'll find it. I've been tweeting about it or whatever, but anyway, um, it's in the scene where just like we said, Patty is driving Lori to the, to the hotel where they're going to eat at the diner mm-hmm. and Lori looks out the car window and it's the last shot before it cuts away from them there. And it's in, and it's in the back seat, the back seat behind Lori's head, like very visible. And it goes out of focus and then into focus. So it's a little hard to catch at I've, first. Uh, it's I've, when the music's on the first time they're like listening to music. She puts the music on and that's in the backseat. I've never seen a slate on camera in a movie before. Ever. And I've seen bloopers and mistakes. Oh, like left? Yeah, Wait, what? ever. I've never seen a slate in the movie, in a movie by oh, accident. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ever. I was like, they're in bloopers because they always come in with <laughs> yeah, the... Yeah, but I've never seen like, did you know you can see the slate in Dumb and Dumber? Like that, like, and I know well, about now all that shit. Everyone's gonna tweet at you all the slates and I've every seen movie the ghost now. kid in Three Men and a Baby. Oh, that's creepy. I don't know if I want to hear about cup that. And Game of Thrones. Lando bonking Dude, his Game head in Jedi. Remember whenever somebody bonked their head in Star yeah, Wars? Yeah, yeah, I was like, this is the moment where this this guy bonks his head. <laughs> head bonk. I've I've never bonk seen count. a slate. That's so crazy. <laughs> nice the Wizard work, of Oz one is the creepiest. It so is. But oh. then you find out what it is, and you're like, ah, it's not that creepy. Yeah, but it's just visually. Visually, once yeah, when you, I mean, it was the scariest thing ever to me when I was a teenager. What was okay? I don't want to hear it. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so anyway, and 
Here's another piece of trivia from this episode that's kind of interesting. The clipboard held by the ATFEC employee in the final scene when they're sending um, Gladys's body to the burner or whatever, among other cults, a group called Apollo's Army. <gasps> Should I add a yeah. new list? Yeah. So cool. What if we made like t-shirts that look that were like sports teams? Yeah. But it said like like jerseys. Yeah, Apollo's Army and and Guilty Remnant. I pick Apollo's Army because I like Greek mythology. I like future families. <laughs> Tomorrow's family. Tomorrow's family. Tomorrow's family. <laughs> Steve, you're heaven's convert. Tomorrow's family is my favorite though. It's so funny. Um. Uh, Can I ask? Oh, what about the Let Us Smoke? sign it's not the only they have signs all over the place but what do you think about that one it's so weird it's what's the smoking stupid. about i think it's stupid oh alana hates the guilty i hate remnant. the guilty remnant i'm replacing owen here owen i've got your back i hate them like a murderer i pulled i pulled a clip but then i got rid of it because it didn't it didn't have the impact i wanted but where he goes oh guilty remnant those fuckers what's with the smoking <laughs> yeah my feelings dude, exactly oh. fuck y'all what about when he's like dude we can fucking wipe them all out Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. But isn't that he's fun? like, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah, because his fucking wife's in his it. Wife, yeah. Yeah, but he's also, I think, he's I mean, still he's a also good a person. good person. Yes. Uh, um, and he is the only one that gives a shit about them, and he does seem to really care about them being hurt. Now, whether or not that's because his wife is there is yet to be seen. Maybe the ages will be. But um, yeah, it's really interesting that they're just like. Because if you don't wipe it out now, it's going to like, you can stop it before it spreads or whatever. And it's like, I mean, he's probably not wrong. My favorite part about that scene is the guy on the phone, his voice. He's like, yeah, totally. You just knock him out and then they're Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the way that guy (laughs) talked was really weird. It started super I thought it was going to turn out to not be an FBI agent. It was somebody. Yeah. But listen. Or was it just a figment of his imagination? Well, here's the thing. Lindelof. Here's the thing. Lindelof is too careful at this point with writing and with... I mean, even the cast, the cast of this show has to work. Even the like extras and the featured extras or whatever, or even the people with the tiniest bit parts, like that woman at the end of the sixth episode that um, that answered question one twenty one by saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that they went to a better place in regards to the departed? And she says no. And that moment could have been so like whatever, but that woman just like lost it in saying no, mm-hmm. and you could see that passion and sadness and emotion even in that actor so i feel like the acting and the intensity of that person on the phone with kevin is not only intentional my theory is is that maybe he didn't even say that and the conversation had ended already and kevin was maybe imagining the rest of that conversation that's one of those is the ground sinking under you or are you fine i could absolutely say either or um, luckily, there's a lot of shit I don't remember about this show, so and that's one of them. So. I don't remember so much. I'm realizing everything's a surprise. But it was funny because when we got to the scene where there were two moments where you were like, "Something's about to happen." Yeah, I remember the about. To- it's like a, it's like it was a dream. Like yeah. we'll enter a certain room and I'll be like, "Oh, I know something important's gonna happen." Well, what in like was it? two it was, minutes, it was when Nora was gonna get shot by the prostitute woman. It was before Nora gets shot by the. Pro- it was before Nora goes in to see. The Holy Wayne. Holy Wayne. And there was another time was too. It the, was it the bag? Was it uh it was um um 
Patty's bag with no, the name on it? Because I still am not a hundred percent on that. Um, no, I I understand. My I said before, my brother in law is watching through Lost mm-hmm. right now. And I, we were on the phone the other day, and I was like, "Where are you in Lost?" And he's like, "I'm at the end of uh, season four. And I was like, "Oh man, that's when um." <gasps> I was like, uh, "What? What's happening?" <laughs> and he yeah. called me. I was like, "Really?" I couldn't remember. What, what happened either. after that? I, <laughs> I could... couldn't remember. <laughs> fuck all about it. Yeah, this is every time I talk to people about a show I've already seen. There's a show that I'm watching that I got. Uh, we were watching a uh, Westworld season three, mm. and we were on episode like four. And a friend of mine was like, "Oh, I'm just starting to watch this and this from episode one." And I was like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't remember which thing happens in which episode. Dude, that's the and I was truth, watching it though, that week. Because that show will, goes everywhere. A lot of shows do that. But also Westworld, Westworld yeah. Well, season three. I, I think... can tell you everything about the show West Wing <laughs> and Chuck. I, I agree can walk with you down episode by episode. What's that one you kept talking about on the last season or on the, the lost season? In the bedroom or something? Friends. Oh, the movie in the bedroom. Oh, that's yeah. a movie. Okay, I thought it was a show. All right, well, anyway. Right. Um, Wait, I have a question oh, about sure, episode sure. five before we move on. <clears throat> I I really ha- I really need to know what's up with dogs. It's like there are always dogs doing weird shit, like leading plot lines and doing stuff. Is there like a dog thing? I did love thing? when that guy pushed past him to shoot those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it was like, we're really stuck in this Guilty Remnant story. Like where, like they're going to find Gladys and is she going to be alive? And you're really caring about it. And then all of a sudden he comes yeah. into the frame with the gun. And he's he's like, <laughs> like a far side cartoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hold on, what are you here for? I'm shooting dogs. What are you here for? Oh, Our I'm... cult member might have been killed. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? They're not our dogs. They're not, they're not our dogs. Because even in this it. one, when he's uh, when Hot Cop is in the car watching the Guilty Remnant house, and he gets he falls asleep, and he gets woken up by the dude with two dogs, just like ferociously barking. Yeah, yeah. There's constantly dogs. I had to rewind that three times to understand what that guy said. <laughs> oh, you couldn't understand <laughs> him? subtitles, baby. No, he, he says, seemed like, like such an East oh, Coast. Oh, he's out the Badger house. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was talking about how they own the whole neighborhood or there's too many people there now. And and he was like, I wouldn't hate it if they all died or yeah. something to that extent. Nobody likes that was him. That was casting when they're like, I mean, he's awful, but there's something about him. <laughs> what do you mean? He's the train. He's the dog trainer. All right. So. The, oh, yeah, probably. Episode six is called Guest. Yes. And uh, well, we didn't say who who wrote or who directed Gladys. How dare we not respect the format? Mimi Mimi Leader. Yes. And Mimi Leader, woman. Once she enters the series, it gets a lot good. Yeah, baby girl. She's real good. She's so good. And she was. What did she do? Lost stuff. Mimi, I uh, maybe not. Oh, she did Lost. Maybe not. I don't know, but she's great. Things get real good with Mimi Leader. Thank so you, we're Mimi. really excited. We love you. Mimi, Mimi. Mimi, Mimi. Mimi, Mimi. Mimi, Mimi. Um, and then. We'll just do that for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> and then Carl Franklin directed this one. And Mimi, Carl. Mimi, Mimi. I love this episode. I remember this episode. Because yeah, all the Nora episodes are so good. And she's just. God, give her every Emmy. Did she yeah. ever win an Emmy? I don't remember. Why isn't she in other stuff and if she is what is it and why isn't there more and also i feel the same way about the mayor what else is she in and why isn't it more 
Yeah, you want me to look it up? Yes. All right. Yes, sir. Hey, Watch yourself. Meet Me Leader directed um, one episode of West Wing. Oh, <laughs> Well, thank you, Brett, for keeping it consistent. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brett, um, what is your feeling on the guilty remnant? I feel like we haven't heard you your feelings that much, or are you just not deciding? Uh, feelings, or what do I think they're? What do I think they're up to? Whichever one you prefer to answer. <laughs> like, do they annoy the fuck out of you? Do How you, do you feel about them? What do you, you think curious? their purpose is? Yeah, all of it. How do you feel, Brett? How do you? What, are you hungry? You thirsty? Brett. What's in your butt? I don't, What's in your I don't wallet? I don't think I would join. Um, <laughs> I think I would get really upset with them standing outside of my house. I wouldn't like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I think I, I I would have to be held back. I would be very close to my Right, murder. I think they would catch me on the wrong day. and Oh. I would be throwing a rock out of my car. Oh, yeah. I would be like driving by with a baseball bat out the window and trying to get close. Okay, I have your answer. But it is like they that episode where they went in and changed all the photos, and then the next episode was this the next episode? Whatever, she gets stoned. I, it sounds. It wasn't the next one. Awful, but I'm like, I can see it. Like I can yeah. see society that way being like, no, 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 don't come in my house. I, I'm like, like, why are they surprised? Why aren't they all being murdered all right. the time? And I guess that's why like, I can see people really snapping. Yeah, and I guess that's why it's kind of like an interesting thing that Kevin's so adamant about this curfew thing. Because it really doesn't seem like anybody else would be targeted by these people other than the guilty remnant. Yeah, I guess I feel a little questioning. It's more the curfew of like, don't go kill people in the guilty remnant. Remnant. Yeah. Revenant. Oh, you think he's trying to protect them? Don't go kill people in the revenue. He's trying to protect everyone. He's like, if there's nobody out late at night, they're not going to steal any more people. And right, because then someone free. couldn't be abducted or whatever. I guess he could have been yeah. like, if you have to be out, make sure you're in a with a group of like five or more. A group people of gui- other guilty remnants. A group of other guilty <laughs> remnants. Yeah. All right. Here's your answers. So, um, oh, who were we first wondering about the the mayor? The mayor and Nora. What about Nora? Just oh, tell us she, the mayor if first. If she ever won an Emmy. If she ever won an Emmy. Or oh, if man. she was in, what, it what else she's on in? IMDb? Amanda Warren is the name of the mayor. Uh-huh. And she was in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, I never saw it. Is there anything else big she was in? Um, she was right also now? in Black Mirror. I don't okay. remember where in Black Mirror. 2017 episode. She was in Roman J. Israel Esquire. Yep. Oh, I don't know about that. She was in the Purge television series. These are her top billings. My God, she's so good. Why isn't she? I mean, she does a ton of TV. And she was in Seven Psychopaths. That was a good one. All right, well. She was in Jessica Jones. Hire her in more like consistent, real, going on roles that are big and juice filled. House of Cards. Give her some gushers. She was in Mother. All right. Okay, now let's check Nora. Yeah, she's does she does a lot. She's great. Okay, Nora. <gasps> what she won the Critics Choice TV Award. Nice. For Best Actress in a Drama of the yeah, Leftovers. Yeah, she did. And then the year before she was nominated for Critics Choice, but she never got nominated uh for an Emmy for Leftovers. But she did get nominated for an Emmy for Fargo. Go fuck herself. Go, Go fuck herself. Go fuck herself. Did you know she's also going to be in the new Ghostbusters? 
Nora? She, she's like a huge role. Yeah. She's Are you like making the, jokes? No, she's in the new <gasps> Ghostbusters movie. It's not like she's not Fucking a Ghostbuster, cool. but it's like the sequel to the. She, the thing I know her best is she was Ben Affleck's sister in Gone Girl. Oh, right. When I saw her, that was the, the thing I thought that was the best. Magic fucking hugs. Magic fucking hugs. All right. Sorry. So but she checks into this hotel. <laughs> with rules yeah well she walks past all those people and then there's like a fucking crazy guilty remnant in New York that hands her a grenade and pulls this oh I know out. that was really nice that was that so was cool really that was really like, good nice I really did like that Vatican one though <laughs> the Pope, <laughs> the Vatican lies I love to, to fast forward a little bit the guy that wants her to ask him what he does yeah he's a force of nature he's so yeah. good He's, He's so in a movie, uh, the Whit Stillman movie, Damsels in Distress. Uh-huh. He's absolutely fantastic. We're gonna keep, we're gonna see that guy grow and grow and grow and then take over Hollywood. I think. Yeah, he's already been in a bunch. Isn't I he? feel like he's been in it for a while, but yeah. every time I see him, he's such a yeah. But they're gonna put him in a Marvel. stealer. Like you can't yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. He's stealer. got this kind of like perfect balance of like i i totally hate this guy and then it's like do i i'm telling yes, you exactly great they're yes. gonna put him in a marvel movie or something and then he's gonna explode they're gonna put his face flash. on a marble he'd be a great flash dude he the was guy, so good in- ezra miller is like canceled or something so he could totally be flash now dude ingrid goes west he was so good in that. Oh shit! It's he so was easy to so forget good. because he so blends into the character know, but, that but, it's so easy to be like, "Oh, that was him." And he's such an asshole in that one. Yeah, he's such an asshole. He does. But play here a it's good like asshole. you get him. Yeah. God, I overwhelming. Loved it. And then you, and then they cut away to the the axe murderer from Last Action Hero. <laughs> yeah. A lot to digest all of a sudden. Yeah. 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 Dude, he, um, that whole thing with with her checking into the hotel, and then um, and then her making out with that dummy version of that yeah. guy was like a fucking short film. Yeah, this episode Fantastic. was very lost in that. So yeah, it was like good. a breakaway. Yeah, short and, short film. Well, and you didn't care like really because that whole setting of this like conference is so fascinating. Like what mm-hmm. are they even talking about? And like, what, is, what is it? Like what? A, and what's that book? Like, I want to read that book that that guy wrote. Want, oh, I, I just uh, want to read that book, Brett. I was, I will, I will say, I, I was very happy that they, she took the security to that. Like, yeah. The panel yeah. and, and was vindicated. I Fuck know because yeah. you felt so bad for her. Yeah, it was very like Twilight Zone. Yeah, like I'm like, is she gonna take them out there and and then she's gonna be sitting on the panel and there's two or like something <laughs> insane or you know whatever. Yeah. Um, what if they did that? What would you do if there was another Nora up there and then the episode or if the ends? chair was just empty and it was like, yeah. oh, she got drunk in the room upstairs and then went downstairs. That would suck. Blackout that would drunk be. I think like, if smashed if... a bottle and. Yeah, I wouldn't have liked that as well. Yeah, if that happened, I'd be like, no, that's too many mysteries now. That's like the whole it's the it's the whole thing Wait, though what? with the like sinkholes in the ground. Her? No, no, if if they got there and she wasn't there. Oh no, I was saying I would. There was have no liked one there she, after what we saw where she was making out with the dummy. If what we didn't see was she whatever she had drank or taken, 
she was so out of it that she didn't remember going down and just doing that thing. Right. Oh, I see. I see. It's like, I oh, yeah, she has to leave. Oh, so she was responsible for it. Yeah, she realizes it by not seeing like her, anybody idea. there. Right. But the, we talked but, um, about that when we, when it was rolling, Steve, you and I, remember? We said, well, they're obviously setting us up to think either it was her and she doesn't remember and it's more like brain fuckery, the ground is yeah. not solid. Or but what about her name she's badge right. thing? Like that would have been Yeah, it's like, all the same storyline. Yeah, like yeah. somebody is either impersonating her or it's all in her head and the world is I did think psycho. the part where she went and got the fake ID made was a little wonky. Oh, I liked it. I was like, this bitch is so intense. She's like, so gonna make this work. And I love she walks in and the security guard immediately picks her up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like the framing of it He's was really like, nice. And that's the thing. Like, so a good security guard at a nice hotel like that would totally do that. Especially if you yeah. just kicked this person out that morning. You're, like, ready for her to <laughs> right. strike back. Um, and then she just goes with a strange man to a strange apartment and gives him her PayPal info. Yeah, that was... I, I don't just think could... I would have done any yeah. of those things. I wouldn't... I would not... In New York City, follow some guy. Never, never. This is like, oh, you know, no, you know no, what no, I just no. remember. not the axe murderer from Last Action Hero. <laughs> Last time, you know what I just remembered? Uh, that when we see Nora buying like all the junk food for her kids and stuff, or like all the food yeah. for her kids and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's just normal, and you're like, okay. Why? But then you're like, uh-oh, she's replacing all this shit in her house. And, Buys it uh, every week. I love how Alana was like, don't feed your kids that shit. Yeah, I couldn't hold it but in. But you do. I know, but that's what I said that's to her. I was like, but said. that's what people do. You do. And then I or said. A couple years of like, it's all going to be organic and vegan and shit. And then they don't eat any. No, of but then food. I said, look. <laughs> exactly. Here's guy here, meat Captain Crunch. <laughs> Look at look at what that's created. Look at the world around us. And, I mean, and... look, we know that it's just you yeah, know, we're just we're self destructive. That's anyway, not an excuse. Uh, it's not an okay. But the point I was we trying to make to was live. was that Alana was like, you can't feed your kids that shit. And then later on, Nora thinks she caught the girl that stole her badge. Oh yeah, and she's like, you fucking called me a bitch because I said because she said you're because of frosted flakes, which I think we have a clip. And my of. kid, you said my kids disappeared because I fed them frosted. <laughs> Yeah, and Steve was like, "That's you," and I was like, "I know it is. It is a hundred percent me." My kids disappeared because I gave them frosted flakes. <laughs> so funny, but but, but, but it's me was because like, See? I was like, "That's a lot right there." It's me because the woman goes, "No, I said I brought up a theory about this thing that Which I wanted totally to discuss that relates you, yeah. to, and that's exactly what I say every time. Like, it's never about the thing. It's there's a whole string yeah. of like psychology behind well, it, and you just." minimize it to one thing this is every fight i get and it in. was important to hear that story because you learned a lot more about nora and how she's coping with her loss and then yeah. at the end of the episode when she talks to the author of that book she also just like flies off the fucking handle at him and she obviously can't handle the grief of her the loss of her family and um in in seeing it connect that way and seeing her past behaviors or haven't quite she hasn't quite grown out of that yet um was interesting for the character and then she fucking is led to holy wayne and then, and then it, she gets a hug and then she gets a fucking hug where's that goddamn clip you bitch and his conversation Magic with her fucking hugs dude his conversation with her is super illuminating too like you you just basically learn exactly what's going on inside of her emotions and brain I know. I love how he like knocked her walls down by being like, I don't give a fuck about you. I've already got your money. 
and I'm tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I I really I really um learned more on this watch through uh, um, uh, of this episode, and I and I'm it's really fascinating and and um it makes Holy Wayne um I I just feel differently about Holy Wayne this time. Me too, actually. Yeah, I think it's a, uh, it's because I had of a, a different theory year. about Holy Wayne. When I first watched it, and then whatever happens, happens. And then this time I'm watching it, I'm like, I forgot what happens. And then I was like, I think I understand. Okay. But but I totally don't remember what happens with Holy Wayne at all. Where was Holy Wayne's ranch? Was that New York? No. No. Okay. It, I think it was somewhere deserty, like near... Um... So now like the two worlds are starting to connect. Yeah, it was like Arizona or something. Yeah. Is there ten Something episodes like in season one? Ten, yeah. Ten, yeah. So we're halfway. We're over halfway now. Ten, ten, two, twenty. Ten, ten, two, twenty. Okay, so let me read these trivia's really quick because they're actually quite interesting, guys. Did ten. you know? Uh, All right. One of the protesters is holding a sign, citing Matthew twenty four forty, which says two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Another has a sign citing Acts 2031, a passage which Wayne in the pilot claims his son quoted to him in a dream. Wayne quotes Ecclesiastes. What is it? Ecclesiastes? Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 9.4 to Nora. So he was quoting the Bible to Nora when he was speaking to her. Who was Holy Wayne. Oh. Magic fucking hugs. Um, so anyway, it says this is the first episode not to feature Lori and Patty. Mm-hmm. Matt is featured only in voice. Kevin and Nora remain the only characters to have appeared on screen in every episode. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Again, wait, very wait, lost. Wait, wait. Nora's DSD ID number is 42 ECN. 42 is one of the numbers on Lost. Fuck you. It's also the like answer to the universe. If you right, watch. exactly. <laughs> uh, one of the protesters outside the conference has a sign that says tomorrow's family today, referencing the cult. <laughs> oh, wait. Mention- family. Referencing the cult agent Kalani mentioned in Gladys, a banner for heaven's converts mentioned in the pilot and Gladys says we are left in purgatory. One conspiracy theorist has a sign claiming world health organization did it. I called that one mm-hmm. out. A protester. WHO. A pro Who did it. A protester advertising PopeLives.com claims that the Pope is hiding in a basement in Sicily. <laughs> That's so funny because I love that. That means in the writer's room, they were just having so much fun with coming up with Dude, cult all of this names. would happen. I'm sure it was just like, what do you think would happen? Yeah. Right, right. Put it all in the show. But I love the what do you think would happen is like, oh, what if, what if, what if the Pope didn't, 
uh, what if there's a, a theory that the Pope didn't uh, uh, disappear in the departure, but he still went into hiding because he wanted everyone to think well, they are, that he was it was a holy reason and he was a holy person. Well, they know all these things because they're like people like Elvis Presley died and right, people don't right, believe right. it. People, <laughs> right. people, there are, right. These theories already exist about the like surprise Do and strange think the Queen deaths. of England is a reptile alien creature. Yeah. Well, just like yeah. people think Paul McCartney is like a, a And double. I do too. <laughs> I'm right there. Do you believe the Andrew WK one? What What's is that, that one? They they say that like they, he he died and his twin brother replaced him. No, I believe the Avril Lavigne one though. What's wait? I've heard this. I think. What's the Avril you gotta Lavigne just, one? Just search YouTube like Avril Lavigne. Let's save it for our yeah, uh, our conspiracy less theory. Morbid, but. There are Me and so Bree went many. down a fucking rabbit hole of watching conspiracy theory videos <laughs> about the best. Recorded one album, passed away, and they found like her sister or someone who looked like her to come in and fill in for the next albums. Yeah. Um, That's what a makeover will do. Get you all that kind of press. <laughs> I wanted to do a, a, a lengthy documentary about it with Bree. But really, though. track down Avril Lavigne. <laughs> an interview what do you guys think about britney spears right now though because i'm worried have we ever not been worried about britney spears that's right well i love her i want her well i i definitely thought that we would see a tragic end in the early 2000s so i'm hoping the best i like i wishing her the best same all right back to leftovers um okay i can't uh let's see any other interesting things here um oh here you know, we, go. we book... didn't talk about her getting shot in the beginning here we go book author and series co-creator tom parada has said that the scene between nora and holy wayne in this episode is his favorite scene of the entire series yeah it might be mine too because they give us some damn fucking answers actually <laughs> one time one Tanamea. Thanks, boys. One Tanamea down. Two to go. That's so funny. There's a section here in the uh, in the wiki that tells you the differences between this episode and the book. <gasps> and cool. uh, I, it's a lot, so I don't want to get into it. But this one seemed kind of interesting because I was just skimming to see if anything was interesting. But listen to this. Nora's ritual of being shot by prostitutes is an invention of the show. In the book, she engages in the healthier pursuit of riding her bicycle for miles daily. <laughs> Whoa, Lindelof. Nah, nah, nah. We're on HBO. Let's have a prostitute is, shooter. <laughs> is the woman she keeps going to see with the kids, is that like the first prostitute? No, no. that is the one her husband cheated on her with, the preschool teacher. Uh, yeah, Matt told her that the preschool teacher. Yeah, he cheated yeah, with the preschool yeah. teacher. Have we seen her before? No. Yeah. Uh, what? No, no. This is the so. first time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But this... her going to see her is her first time. Um, also, yeah. And then she gets her. when the... she told the prostitute, like the other girl, the first girl who did it, wouldn't do it again. I thought that's who that one woman was. Wait, what? And I was like, what's going on here? Mouth? What? Will you repeat what you just said? <laughs> I could not hear it. I said when she told the prostitute that um, the other, the first prostitute wouldn't do it anymore, like wouldn't shoot her anymore. Oh, yes, oh yes. right, right, right. Yeah. I thought that blonde girl she was going to see was the first prostitute. Oh. And I was like, this is a weird subplot. 
interesting. What you're saying makes a lot more sense. That's really funny because her going back continually. Yeah, it's funny. Right. so ridiculous. I thought she was like lying. Shot by that woman. I thought she was lying that she's been shot before. I just yeah, was straight I've, up like, I got oh, she's that convincing from her, her. Too, that she was lying. Mm. But who knows? Well, who knows? Um. All right. Well, listen. Um. Well, Did what you do you do it for three grand? No. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. They shot it really okay. well because I, mean, I thought about it if I was like desperate for cash and stuff. But then when you get to the moment where she's actually holding the gun, I put myself in those shoes. I could never. I don't have good aim. No, 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 no. I mean, and when you fire a gun, there's like recoil. You have to like be ready for that and, and too aim much. for that. Too much, and it's too like, much, too much. There's no way. There's no way. I mean, it. you know, whatever. Nope. But, but she did it and, you know. It's funny because you know those, and here we are. I'm like maybe five hundred thousand dollars. Maybe I think about it. <laughs> Jesus, I would shoot someone right in the face for five hundred thousand. It was like an episode. <laughs> well, like- you know, just find somebody who's rich. It's an easy murder, bro. You think with five hundred thousand dollars you could get away with that? Silence. I don't. I mean, like. <laughs> I think you could get like a boat and, and, and sail away. <laughs> I don't think you could get a nice enough boat for five hundred thousand with gas and everything. Basically, that whole scenario is is a one thousand ways to die episode. Yeah, like the girl calls the prostitute and says, "I'm wearing a bulletproof vest," and then boom, kills her, and then and then that's the and end. it's called the girl calls the prostitute. Um. All right. Well, listen. Let's get into the clips and then emails and um. Wait. And, and we have to be very careful because we actually <gasps> got flagged and I and some people were unable to watch the video of our show, which you can catch on YouTube.com we got slash flagged. the Valleycast. We got flagged because the music. What did they is, mute it? Has rights. Um. It got. Has, has, uh... It got taken down from certain countries or whatever, or it's like blocked from certain regions because of the music because of the music yes Mm. so we really need some new themes otherwise it's going to be a pretty uh chill show um but not that that really matters but um it would be fun to before you go to them can i tell you the theme i thought for episode six sure my themes are very vague and rough now i think they're just the entire show themes but whatever what i felt (laughs) but whatever episode six i feel like the themes were about what about five Oh, we kind of talked about it. The line he says about it's easier to stay silent and speak the truth. There's a lot of about that and about fire and stones. And they talk about the stoning and then the alternate of that is fire will devour you. The fire of not speaking the truth or whatever. Uh, So like fire and stones and staying silent or speaking. And then episode seven, I feel like the themes were being a stand in, like impersonating something or the real thing. And either being that or or having that, like like the dummy that she has, that whole concept of um, having a dummy replace the person who's left, like does a stand in or some impersonator matter, not matter, whatever. And then the the second theme I felt was um, dying alone or uh, death or being alone, death and being alone. Sorry. Oh, interesting. Where'd you get the being alone part from? There was just a lot of emphasis on being left alone like with Nora being left I mean that whole and her whole family the whole episode is about Nora Mm -hmm. so it's like no doubt that's what the themes are going to be in that episode but yeah there are all these themes it seemed about being left alone and being alone I mean literally they have her go to the divorce court and get a divorce and you see her just every point in that feels so 
strange because there's nobody there with her. She's not fighting anyone. Nobody has another opinion. It's just like, well, because yes, are you getting divorced? Yes, you got the divorce. Okay, she walks out of the divorce yeah. court alone. Like it's, most people, you walk and you s- get in the elevator together. You yeah. wait so the other person goes first. Like, well, even Kevin is, too. Yeah, everything is like blaringly alarm sounds. You're alone. You're alone. Yeah obviously and you you get the feeling that like matt would have been there for her but they're fighting i don't get that feeling i don't get the feeling that her he called her he left in the message oh and that's true and and, well that's true but he also she also was like you only come here when you need something or i don't feel that they're close at all yeah Yeah. Hmm. i mean he left her message and she saved she saved it i don't think they hate each other i I also like that she didn't kiss the guy because he was married yeah that was great Yeah, very interesting even on the influence of whatever drug that was the fda was approving the next year oh yeah it'll be approved soon that's right (laughs) that scene was just like the music so we just have to go like that that scene (laughs) clips (laughs) that scene in the hotel room was borderline cringe i hated it I was like, it I was so really good, don't want anything was, to do with any of these people. I was almost on the edge of being edge of being cringy, like this, like actors pretending to be drugged and drunk. Yeah, that too. You know, like, yeah. but, but but it's it, also it, it like still... that at those kind of parties. Like, ugh. yeah. Anyway, okay. So clips. Uh, the way we'll do clips is we'll do we'll do like a little. Huh. There you go, <laughs> guys. Welcome. <laughs> Wait, play play a few clips to fill it in with. What? A yes, few, uh, different ones. ones? Yeah. We're, if you stand by, we're gonna play a bunch of clips. Oh, oh yeah. Right, right, right. Anyway, okay. So huh. it's time for some clips. <laughs> it's time for some clips. Uh, so guys, these are Brett's clips. Are are they mixed in together? Oh, they're Pardon? all they're all mixed together. Oh, it's all willy nilly. All right, let's just listen. Willy nilly. Here's the first one. It's called Cunt. Fuck you, you fucking cunt. <laughs> What's that from? It's when the guilty remnant is like in the beginning of the yes, 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 episode yes, yes, yes. and the guy is like, fuck you, you fucking cunt. Fuck you, you fucking cunt. <laughs> that was that. I was like, nah, I'm not going to pull it. And then you sent it to <laughs> I feel like it was Alana that made me go back for it. Pretty much all the clips were me. She, I mean, there were a lot that were her. Yeah, for sure. This one's called Dancer. Uh, Chief, one of the witnesses says he's going to be late for his ballroom dancing lesson. Okay, if I let him go. <laughs> That's me. Is that guy taking ballroom dumb. dancing? He's so dumb. Is that guy taking ballroom dancing or is he just being a piece of shit and that guy's dumb? He's being a piece of shit. I hope he's actually ballroom dancing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. And wasn't it interesting how that guy was just like, fuck you, man. This town is, you fucking this oh, town. Oh, then he went against him? Yeah. Yep. Well, the, you know, the, he's Kevin's got to hang out with him more often. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's upset that he's, he's he doesn't want to shoot love. dogs with him anymore. Uh, this next clip is called Mood Good. This is fucking good. <laughs> oh, is that is that Patty eating the eggs? Yeah. <laughs> There's some egg yeah, placement this for is everyone. Good. This everyone is missing good. the eggs. Oh, yeah, there you go. There's, There's your daily you. egg. This one's called Leave. But I'm not allowed to leave my own house. How long is this going to last? Oh, yeah, because we were thinking. <laughs> we pulled these because of quarantine. Because of the quarantine. It was a little oh, too familiar. Funny. Let's hear but it again. I'm not allowed to leave my own house. How long is this going to last? Those are the people outside of their <laughs> outside of the gyms and shit and Walmarts going, let me in. But I'm not allowed to leave my own house. How long is this going to last? This one's called fair. It, it just doesn't seem fair. Us being locked up inside our houses. We didn't do anything wrong. 
More COVID pulls. Dude, preach. Fucking preach. Quarren pulls. Hey, Officer Mustard Stain. <laughs> oh, shit. That is such a good clip. Hey, Officer Mustard Stain. <laughs> Yeah, fuck yeah. What, fuck. If, what if he had an officer ketchup stain too? They <laughs> <laughs> were like buddy cops. Mustard and ketchup were on the case. <laughs> this one's called fuck. Oops. Fuck. I say fuck too. <laughs> oh, and then we got. And then as I requested. Fuck too. Yay. I say fuck too. That's perfect. Thank you, Brad. I say fuck too. This one's called shoot. You want me to watch you? No, I want you to shoot me. <laughs> My God. That's that's the show asking me if I wanted to watch during the Guilty Remnant shit. I'm like, fuck you, no, kill me. This one's called Joke. I don't know how to joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kevin, not Kevin. knowing how to joke. This one's called Daughter. Oh, fuck your daughter. <laughs> Oh fuck your daughter. Oh fuck your daughter. Oh fuck your daughter. Oh fuck your daughter. Hey, Officer Mustard Stain. Oh fuck your daughter. And this final one is called Frosted. You said my kids disappeared because I gave them frosted flakes. No. Oh fuck your daughter. Alright. That's all the clips we got, guys. Why don't we get to some emails? Good night. I don't give a fuck, Becca the Goo. All right. Tell someone else. <laughs> Christopher Smith sends us an email saying, in the spirit of what lost clips? Remember how many times we had Ben going, wow. what? <laughs> so we got some what clips, and here they are. <laughs> Shit, where did I put them? Here they are. Here's the first one. It's called Twins What. Did she steal a baby out of the nativity scene? What? Oh, my God. Will you stop making your paper? What? I need to borrow $135,000. What? <laughs> All right. That's a good one. That's a great one. What? what? All right. Thank you for that, Christopher Smith. Kelsey Griever sends us an email saying the leftovers non-watcher email hasty brett alana and possible guests we not clapping anymore oh, oh yeah i forgot lost the identity of this show fuck i forgot well the clapping happened in the watchman show clap, yes, that's true. but yeah maybe, we we can we can clap with in your this watchman one. podcast let's clip let's clap in this one let's clap okay. for clips what i'm not allowed all right. First time emailer, long time fan, humble brag. I'm an essential worker and a mom Ooh. and don't have the spare time to watch The Leftovers nor Lost. Thank you. However, yeah, I love you. listening to the podcast at work. It's fun to listen to people passionately slash respectfully talk about art. Loved Alana's notes in the last episode and <gasps> hope her deep dives into the themes continue. 
Well, I hope you liked this one. I know I should dive deeper again. <laughs> hope to catch up on the on these shows eventually, but until then, I will enjoy listening to you horn born boys. Honk honk. That's when the horn happens. Thanks for all you do, Kelsey. <laughs> sent from thirty two iPhones. Cute. Nice. Oh, well done. Thanks, Kelsey. We love what a reference. That's great. Thank you, Kelsey. Keep listening, please. Jim McLean. <coughs> sends us an email saying first time email to the first time show for the first time <laughs> episodes five five and six Adele Dazim to you all my name is Jimmy McLean all right I'll give you a Dazim um, <laughs> thoughts from episode thoughts from the episodes Gladys's head blood splatter so juicy looking like thick Hawaiian punch but seriously so brutal in the effects yeah they yeah, did like so- they. There was a point at the at which it just was a dummy. They were throwing rocks at, <laughs> or cutaways where they just drilling it. Right, like you would do as a joke in a jokey thing. Like like they would do in the eighties for right. a horror movie. A bag of juice. I really found it thoughtful and interesting. The need to protect the guilty remnant or the public from the murders, murderers, and I feel for Kevin trying to put a curfew in. But I would be pissed too as a citizen. The guilty remnant are provoking people. It, it just doesn't seem fair. Us being locked up inside our houses, we didn't do anything wrong. Should fear be the driving decision in but this I'm case? I'm not allowed to leave my own house. How long is this going to last? It's open season, Kevin keeping it real with them. Without his wife there, he seems more rational. Meg owning him at the end of that scene shows she's starting to get the guilty remnant philosophy and how to push it on others. Lori going away with Patty gave me so much more context to Patty as a character, and these two mirror each other really well. The themes of dealing with grief and trauma are thick, and how to continue on in the face of overwhelming adversity. Can we get somebody to solve the mystery of where random socks go? Like, I get Kevin missing his shirts, but IRL socks be departing. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Jameson gets friends. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. But Lori at I the end. I thought that too. I was like, oh, he's got to convince a lot of people to show up. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but one of his friends is the guy that brought his baby in to be baptized, right? I think mm, so. I missed it. Can it someone in the emails please confirm? But Lori at the end with that weasel, she doesn't want to hear that garbage, just like people don't want to deal with remembering how awful the departure was. Yep. Guest. Yep, yep. Time to get fucked up on the drugs. I fucking love Nora as a character and how she is conflicted with how to move on. She wants to feel, but doesn't want to, f- but doesn't want to feel. I can empathize dealing with chronic illness and loss of family and friends. Mm. Like a rash, you're trying not to itch, but someone keeps reminding you of it when it's none of their goddamn business. The whole industry surrounding the departures is fascinating and something that I can see happening after the pandemic, if it isn't happening already. The whole what surrounding the departures? All of the uh, the uh, industry, the industry surrounding it, like the dolls and like the... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Things cool. like that. The books and stuff. The books. 
Um, I love how comfortably uncomfortable Lori is with Kevin asking him to go to Miami so they can fuck all over their sinful bed of divorce papers. That's not Lori. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's not Lori. That's Nora. However, yes. But that's very funny. The fuck all over their sinful bed of divorce papers. (laughs) It is ironic that someone would want to impersonate someone who has lost their whole family. Those are shoes I would not like to walk in. Yeah, but she wasn't doing it. She just took a badge that she could get away with a woman's name so that she could go and do her talk. I don't have her. Oh, by the way, remember what she said? Brett, do you remember what that woman said who was pretending to be Nora? On the panel? In the last I mean, episode? vaguely. She was, as we she subtitled was, it we and had, watched. Yeah, we subtitled it. Because as she's being ripped away, she's like, why isn't anybody talking about how the Saudis developed? No, a- Israelis. Oh, the Israelis. Sorry, my bad. How the Israelis developed a, a, ray, a laser beam that could disintegrate a human being. With and, no With remnants. leaving no matter behind. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. awesome. How cool is that? She said in 2005, this machine yeah. was built. And now why is no one looking this into it? This machine that could pulverize organic matter and leave nothing behind. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I would not have been okay with my badge not being there. Agree. Same. I was so Agreed. glad she was fighting. You'd be like, oh, she's probably in there. I would have been like, then you should get up and go in there and find her. <laughs> yeah. Right. This isn't my mistake. I don't want to have to go confront a stranger. Can I just say taking my badge that I've, as a source fed host, I went to conventions all the time, and other source fed hosts would also go and then bring their significant others and stuff, and sometimes the Steve Zaragoza badge would not be there, but the Joe Beretta one would be. So I would take that one, you know? And it was just like, cause you know, someone brought their boyfriend and they gave him the Steve Zaragoza badge. Oh, is that or like, or like James, our producer wanted to go to E3 for a day. So he took my Steve Zaragoza badge and walked around E3 and like, you know, like we did, uh, we did it all the time. At E3 one year. There you go. I mean, I was someone else's badge quite a few times at quite a few cons. Well, because we've all I was been there in the industry, but it was always because somebody gave me their badge. I oh, never took someone's badge. No, I'm saying I never yeah. took someone's badge without them like, present. Oh, okay. They would always have know, given like, it to me, and then I would use it. But as someone I feel who's, like they've cracked down on this, so you gotta they have, have an cracked ID. down on it. Yeah, but have you ever been like in a producer role where you're like taking care of everyone's badges and stuff, and yes. then like. And then the crew comes and then someone goes like, oh, Jeremy's not going to be here anymore. There's always a missing badge. Right. And it's like, or yep. where's the missing badge or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. just like, it is kind of a common thing. Yeah, not but, anymore, though. They but, have cracked down on it. No, like no, no. But I will say, because I've been to health conferences with my mom before and it's a completely. Whoa, humble brag. <laughs> it's a completely different atmosphere than a convention typical, like a like a convention that has like fans yeah. and actors. Yeah, it's you're so right. different. At like, a hotel uh, and stuff. True. Like yeah, you're right. This is a different than like corporate conference or something. All that. Yeah, very Those different. Are like the very fucking top. But it's different, like vibes. <clears throat> also, like there is no feeling of like celebrity or like oh you should do this for me or shouldn't somebody fighting back like that would be like what's your problem? Figure it out or whatever. But at the same time, you know the woman still it was her fault. She fucked up. All right, moving on. I know, from... dude. I would. I would have not. Been oh yeah, as you can't. Top. You you don't stand. You you shouldn't stand for that. But they don't really do that anymore. They don't let you stand for that anymore. Finally. Everyone sit down. <coughs> so have some of your water. I've been like, I'm a fish over here, and I drank all I my water. I noticed that. I was wondering. I'm just a thirsty boy today. I'm just a thirsty boy today. Anyway, continuing on from Jim McLean's email, before we were rudely interrupted by me, 
Frenching Mannequins is my favorite Kings of Leon album. Wow. Holy Wayne's hugs aren't magic. The act of a hug in general from a stranger who doesn't judge, that closeness to another person, the person getting the hug has to actively release those feelings and thoughts, but that also makes it a brilliant yet fucked up scam. No, 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 no. In personal opinion, I appreciate a different opinion. No, 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 no. I think he's like a Jesus in in modern times type where he has a gift, an ability to like absorb the shit. I think that especially after this episode, because in this episode when he hugs her, it almost looks like he's like pulsating a little bit in the hug and he's not especially enjoying it. He's just like feeling things happen to him very subtly. And I think he literally has, I think it's the concept of like if a person like Jesus was alive today, AKA has some kind of special ability that they've tapped into or learned how yeah. to do or whatever. Um, I hope it's what would magic. it be like? I don't think any of those things are really magic. I just think it's like I mean, like you know, scientifically, other, molecularly, like, not just not body just on a, body right, hug. Right. That's all you really need. I hope it's something special. Yeah, I mean, I I hear what this person is saying. That's true, but I don't think that's what's happening with Holy Wayne at all. Um, ending with "Do you believe the departed is in a better place?" brings it full circle. Faith and belief can only yeah. get you so far in the present. Better place than like Earth? It's the age-old question. Better place than like Earth? Will you read from the sentence before? I'm confused about what's Ending being said. with, do you believe the departed is in a better place brings a full circle. Faith and belief can only get you so far in the present. Better place than like Earth? It's the age-old question. Heaven, hell, purgatory? <gasps> Was it divine or natural? She got so many yes answers because people were trying to be hopeful or they mm -hmm. knew that she had lost people too. Hard to be objective for Nora as someone who went through it too. I mean, I, I think what they were suggesting with that, what her boss was suggesting is probably true. Right. That she was getting more of those now that we know the question. Because I, The part of that that I found interesting Ooh, yeah. was he asked her how she answered and she said, I said yes all three times. Yeah. So she, was she had to get interviewed for each individual. Yeah, and she thought all three of them were in a better place. Yeah, I but, definitely. But that is that does give you more insight into her the torturous healing process right, yeah. she's had to go through. I yeah. think she had to do it three times. Yeah. I don't know if she would still say yes though, because I think that's now, part of her. Yeah, part of her journey is like when she learned about her husband, learning about other little things along the route the route that is maybe making her question that but i don't kids are in heaven and the husband's in hell <laughs> i don't know that it's that far but i think she's questioning a little bit more i don't agree with what <clears throat> this person is saying about i don't really understand frankly what they're trying to say about belief but i think belief is like a vital thing to humanity like you can't exist without hope and hope is just a belief you just believe hopefully or not um, well, well, it is interesting how much we think and consider what's next. Yeah. Yeah. And like. After living. Um, Jim. There's any aspiration of anything else. Jim ends the email by saying, sorry for the long email. I am a high school English teacher. Oh. And I don't get to divulge in these types of things with students due to sex, blood, violence, sex, and drugs. <laughs> The themes are so strong with well-written characters that are so human in their expressions and choices. I would kiss Damon Lindelof on his ball boy head. Much love to Alana. Balls. 
Much love to Alana and Brett. Bye, BBs. Thank you. Please send us more. I love some insightful. And what are you having your your students read? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. Also, I love the idea, or what was it that he said at the end there? Hang on, I have to go back. About licking Damon Lindelof's balls? Um, No. Uh, oh, that the themes. I don't think that's what he said. That the characters were well written and that they're so human in their expressions and choices. Alana and I yes. were talking about that. Even Justin Thoreau's like performances were uh, his head his, of the class. You two. They were it, there were so many human per, uh, reactions. He's so um, good when he was leaving the me- voicemail on the phone. He was like, uh, you know, just calling back. Uh, so that's all I was yeah, talking about. Like yeah. even just adding these us per- so perfectly was like, ah. Uh, my sweetness. Speaking of us, Jing Zhang Walla Walla <laughs> Bing Bang sends us an email saying, new clips theme. <gasps> hey, y'all. I'm writing this right after listening to the latest episode. I tried to do a clips theme with my limited Premiere Pro knowledge. Hope y'all like it. It's royalty free, baby. Oh, thank you so thank much. You we so love much, you. Max. You're amazing. Um, he says also Wait, Max. When yeah. did the name switch? He calls himself Max. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he signs his emails as Max, even though the whole thing is Zhang Jing Max Teo. Anyway, he says also, <laughs> could BJ and the AC mean baby Jesus and the Asian child or black <gasps> Jesus and the Asian Christ or black jizz and the Asian Christine? Is this a race thing now? Are we? We need answers. We do need answers. Also, Steve, thanks for your thoughts on the show being depressing. Honestly, the show is rather depressing, but having the podcast to look forward to is kind of keeping me positive throughout the show. Yay! So keep up the good work, y'all. To my lights at the end of the leftovers tunnel, Max. All right, you guys ready for this? It's the unveiling ready. of the new <gasps> clips theme. And here we go. What the fuck, Jill? The fuck, Tom? Clips? Yes. Clips. Clips. <laughs> clips, clips. <gasps> so, I mean, are you going to choke me or what? I save it and don't lose it. Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. So another it's i love it so much so good it's going in the goddamn stream deck it makes me want to dance like real Boom. grindy hips right next to this one i don't give a fuck becca to do nice work buddy thank, thank you. you max thank you max we got some clips now we just need an email one make us that one too E. Mraz sends this one saying, I haven't watched Lost or Watchmen or The Leftovers, and I still listen to all of them. But did you see Kaboom? (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, first time show hosts. I've been listening to this podcast since Lost, and I still have no idea what Lost was. I listen to this show because I love the commentary. It's like a story being read to you by your friends. My favorite segment is most definitely clips because out of context, they are so hilarious. <laughs> I bet they are. Let me find a good one for that. I don't know how to joke. <laughs> I don't know. How to... <laughs> That's great. Um, right now I'm working because I'm considered an essential worker. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you. And I enjoy Thank listening you. to podcasts that challenge the way I think about a topic. 
Lost was a show I saw as a child and didn't understand at all, but through listening to the podcast, I was showing the show I was showing the show in a new light. I felt the same way with Watchmen. I never even heard of the show, but when explained to me but when explained to me made me open my eyes that there is a very interesting information about how people react to things and how comedy can be found in each episode, even in just clips. Keep podcasting up. I enjoy every minute of it. The Leftovers makes me excited because it's a crazy idea of thinking how do millions of people disappear without knowing why and hearing the theories is so fun. Your friend, Jay. Thanks, Jay. Ooh, that was loud. <laughs> no, you're great. New, uh, Noah sends an email, Noah Krombach says, Krombach was my favorite He-Man villain. Um, He's like a good comedian, just off the bat, disarming his own name. Who? Oh, you made that up. I thought that you read that from the email. No, that's his name, Noah Krombach, and then I said it's yeah, yeah, my yeah. favorite That's what He-Man. I'm saying. I thought he said that right No, away. no, I said it. Uh, sorry, mind. excuse me, I said it. I don't know how to joke. New great show, <laughs> new old, I'm sorry, new great show, old problems, please read. Hello my to my favorite two horn, BB born gals and boys. I love it. Um, Long-time listener, first time writing in. Been watching, listening since the old source-fed days, and this is the best thing to happen during the quarantine for sure. Oh, thank you. I don't give a fuck, Becca DeGloo. By the way, I am one of the ones that is not watching along because we can't get HBO Go in Germany, and it sucks. That's why I don't have any insight to the episode. But your podcasts are so good either way. It is a, just a joy to listen to all of them, and they do help and have helped me get through truly trying times. Aww. That's what made me happy. I also really enjoy the addition of Alana to the rewatch team. She brings some great new points to the table. So this is all fine and dandy, but I came across an old problem with this new Zoom format. It's truly great that Owen decided to come on the show again, but now over Zoom, I have even more trouble distinguishing Brett from Owen. They basically sound the same now. At least they don't talk over each other anymore. (laughs) We worked it out. Hashtag Bert, yes. Hashtag Alana, yes. Hashtag WTF, Jill. Is that one of the clips? hope so. Shit, where is it? Yeah. What the fuck, Jill? Was that the first episode? That was last yeah. week. What the fuck, Joe? <laughs> Please all stay safe and healthy. Best wishes and greetings from Germany. Thank you, Noah. Was that the first episode? Yeah. Stay okay. safe and healthy, Noah. Also, Noah, where in Germany are you if you write again? I speak a little German. Noah, where? Vosinzidan. <laughs> <laughs> the Laughing Churro sends an email saying, Howdy, partners. Long time, first time. Listen to every episode of the first time show and have only ever watched one piece of content covered. Popeye. <laughs> oh, what a choice. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Fuck you, you fucking cunt. Uh, that's so... I'm so sorry. <laughs> Only movie I've ever seen or will ever watch. When you have peaked, there's nowhere to go but down. Get out of here. Anyways, let's cut to a clip. The churro. All right, whatever. Thank you, churro, for listening. Dustin Thompson sends an email saying, Leftovers. Hello, boys and gal. I've never watched The Leftovers before. And These I'm- are my brother texted me <gasps> and Steve. Guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. Guys, Popeye is only $4.99 to buy on Voodoo. 
<laughs> Don't miss this opportunity. And then what was the reply to that? You should just spam me. Huh? Text Who rep- everyone that. What was that? the reply right after that? You said, ha ha ha, I wouldn't dare. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Dustin says, just wanted to add some quick thoughts on these two episodes. Can't say... Can't say fuck to be the new soundboard drop anytime a well-timed F-bomb dropped. Oh, I think you're talking about this one. I say fuck too. Yeah. Nora and Hot Cop both subtly dropping the divorce status. I see where this is going. Very observant, Dustin. Beto Guevara is here, my friend. Beto could be the new... Dan. Dan. Didn't Dan say he was going to do this with us? Who? Dan. Cold as ice, Dan. I mean, didn't he? Am I wrong? We don't know what kind of job he he has. It is. I think he said it in the Watchmen. Yeah. um, Emails, but he might have said it in the episode that you lost. Oh, that that I lost. Yeah. So he can now he he doesn't plead the fifth at this point. Beto says, "Hey, beeps, bops, baps, and (laughs) boys. Here are my notes from the next two episodes. Steve, just one thing. Not a big deal." But we should do it before it gets awkward, like in the office after months of working with someone. Try pronouncing my last name without the U sound. Imagine it's silent. Or not. It's your show anyway. I want to s- Is it? So he's saying, so it's Guevara. So take out the Jew. So it's just Guevara? Guevara. Mm. Also, is is it Beto? Yeah. I had a cousin, Beto. Beto. Because I know somebody who was named spelt that way, but he went by Beto. And yeah. I think it's just because people would Couldn't always pronounce it. it wrong anyway. Yeah. But I don't know actually what's You can preferred. say Beto. You can say Veto. Okay. Yeah. You can say Vetronarian. Vetronarian. <laughs> anyway, he says, uh, Alana, your notes had some very interesting points of view. I thought they were great. Oh, thank you very much. For the first one, sound alert. Fuck you, you fucking cunts. Yeah, we got it. Wait, where is it? Fuck you, you fucking cunt. Jesus, I remember there was a stoning in this show, but I did not remember it being so violent. Same. The sound design is brutal. Mm. I love... Yes, that's what we were saying. We were saying the sound design is really... Um, Every hit was like, oh, God, I could imagine what that felt like. Every hit begins with K. Um, I do love seeing Patty having to ask Kevin for help after all the shit she's done. And I love that Kevin was, like, willing to help her without, like, gloating at her about it. Crazy bald Corleone is late for one of his ballroom dances. I love this guy. <laughs> uh, Chief, one of the witnesses says he's going to be late for his ballroom dancing lesson. Okay. Ballroom dancer by day, dog killer by night. I really do think he was just being an asshole to that guy, and that guy is just kind of dumb. I'm going to hold belief that he ballroom dances because yeah. that's my fantasy. Thank you. Maybe we'll get some more in that storyline. I mean, if he does, he does. So Amy, like, doesn't have a family right she practically <laughs> lives with jill and kevin and eats all her food she even sleeps there when there was a violent murder in this at in this small ass town i get it though hot cop is a hot cop the character of amy is bothering the fuck out of me this watch through the first time i watched it she didn't bother me as much well just wait and see when Lori's at the hotel that's probably the first time she sees her face in a long time They don't have mirrors in the Guilty (gasps) Remnant house. Whoa. Whoa. Mm -hmm. The guy from the dry cleaning shop literally calls someone Mr. Four Eyes 
just as Kevin was walking out. Oh my god. Hey, Officer Mustard Stain. In this episode, we find out that Matt did not actually know the lady, Gladys, that was killed. That means that when he saw her in his dreams outside the church, he was probably just putting faces on people and filling in the blanks, not necessarily remembering everything as it was. No, he yeah, did. No, I, he said he remembered. He, he said he saw, saw her, her around, outside of the church. Yeah. No, he but said he saw her. To her in the vision or no, she just hands a pamphlet to him and goes, "You're you're not late. All are welcome or whatever." But he says that mm-hmm. he's. I yeah, think but he I references. Think, but I think seeing he's her talking that way. about them standing outside as guilty remnant watching him because he said they were just watching you like you do like they do. I think that's what he was talking about. But I choose to believe that she did. She was like a parishioner, maybe. Who knows? I mm. feel like it was referencing her being a parishioner. I thought he said about her handing him something. He said that he would see her outside and w- and she'd be watching me like she does, and then. Blah, but blah, I blah, thought blah. it was okay. Well, when he said outside to me, I it. It identified outside of the church somehow. Yeah, because... Yeah, Meaning in, when he's walking in the church, like well, in his in dream. Well, because in episode, remember when he sees the pigeon and the guilty remnant are watching yeah. him? Gladys is one of the ones that's watching him. Well, I know that. I'm just saying I thought of it the other way, and oh, this is blowing right. my mind because maybe I fucked the words to fit my visual. Oh, okay. In my head. Um, people go apeshit when they imagine the idea of a curfew after 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is it? It just doesn't seem fair. Makes you think, how would people react to the real world if something like that actually happened? We would probably do fine. (laughs) Great end to that. There are a bunch of new snippets regarding some shit going down in Florida. Oh, right. Maybe it was the cult police. Someone in Florida asked them to go and deal with their cult problems. Oh. Let me tell you, Beto is like, am I saying it right? Yeah, you could say it like that. Well, how should I say it? Just say it like that. How do you say his last name? Say Beto. Guevara. Guevara. Um, is killing it with the detail. Yeah. He's noticing every little hair that I wish I had enough coffee while I watched to notice. And in the end, Gladys's body left the earth doing what she loved. Smoking. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's another from my theme though talking about being stoned <laughs> sorry being stoned being stoned or or going up in flames about speaking or the truth or oh, not right, right, or right, saying right. nothing right. at all those are those two themes and totally, it happens again with totally. her um in the next episode he said i totally got or i legit got chills watching nora replace all her groceries i mean what are the chances these two lovebirds are getting a divorce on the same day right i mean fuck already <laughs> Sound alert. Oh, fuck your daughter. <laughs> yeah, we got that one. Or where is it? Uh... Fuck your daughter. I... Oh, fuck your daughter. See, even cool as ice Nora can be awkward, too. New York is crazy. But there she's are... awkward in a cool way. Yeah. Uh, New York is crazy. There are protests, cults, streets packed with crazy people. Anyways, let's see how they portray it in the show. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> Very nice, Beto. Uh, that trip to New York is great. You see a lot of the world building going on in the show. The guilty remnant is not just in the small town, but all over. You see other cults and other departure-related jobs. Love it. Nora is the best under her under peer pressure. A live dog is better than a dead lion. Listen, Holy Wayne, a live dog is better than a live lion as well. So <laughs> here's the thing about Holy Wayne. Where's our Holy Wayne qu- clip? Don't we have one? Quip. Quip. Oh, it's this one. Magic fucking hugs. Um, here's the thing with Holy Wayne. Maybe he's just full of shit, but maybe he's not. Obviously, he doesn't have magic fucking hugs. 
Maybe he is just very good at reading people and empathizing with others' pain. Or I think maybe that it's Maybelline. I think that if you're in the in immense pain and someone sees right through you and connects, it can leave you very vulnerable. At that moment, physical connection is like a hug. Magic fucking hugs. I'm sorry, physical connection like a hug. Magic fucking hugs. Can make you crack. The brain is a very powerful thing, and if you think or someone makes you think that you're ready to be he- ready to heal, then you might just start the healing process. That I agree with, but I still think it's like a Jesus-type parallel. I don't see anything wrong with Holy Wayne recognizing his skills and charging a fee for them, especially in this fucked-up world. Magic. But then there's the whole sex ranch thing with the young Asian women, so fuck that guy. I really miss the show, man. I really miss this show, man. It's so good, interesting, and complex. Till the next one, guys. Don Beto. Don Beto. Don Beto. Like Zorro. We were ah, talking about Dons and Zorro. We were talking about Dons. Um, oh, looks like uh, Jing is back. Max, Jean Jing is back. He says, hey, a lot of Brett and Steve. Theme? He, uh, no, he has episode. He wanted to talk about episodes five and six. He didn't get to do that. He was too busy making email or making clips themes. So I just got done watching episodes five. He was good. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, you're good. Um, so I just got done watching episodes five and six, and to be honest, it's kind of hard to write about both episodes because they're so different in tone. Episode five was a tough watch. The first scene was really hard to get through. Why did they have to kill the most grandmotherly-looking guilty remnant? Yeah. <laughs> they could have just gotten one of the ones that's just like a background one, you know? <laughs> also, Amy, please put on some damn clothes. Yes. I know Justin Throw is hot as fuck but this shit's getting weird agreed question for y'all if you were to go into the indian guy's laundromat what nicknames would he give you <gasps> mr four eyes was pretty mean i think he'd call me bandana pinky or beard hey mr beard no way there's no- so many beards hmm so many mm. guess we'll be the bandana boys mr then. laughs or mr giggles hey officer mustard stain um <laughs> Episode six, though. Hey, it's that actor who plays a frat bro in every movie. He's great, though. Um, I love Nora and Kevin together. They have the most adorable meet cutes. Two dorks who are perfect for each other. They have so much in common, too. Cheating, divorce, jokes that don't quite land. Can't wait to see how this relationship goes. Also, hope you guys like the clips theme. I'm trying to think of an emails theme at the moment. Hopefully, I get some inspiration soon. Could you all make? A, could you all maybe do a clean cut of each of you saying the word emails? Talk to you all next week. Love, Max. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Alana, you first. Emails. Brett. Emails. And here's mine. Emails. All right. Great. Should we harmonize one? Emails. Emails. Oh, that's not. Is <laughs> mine bad? It's fine. Everything's great. Um, we're <laughs> having a great bad. time. We're having a great time. Ben, ben Slavinsky sends an email. <laughs> What's wrong, Brett? <laughs> Brett wants to keep harmonizing, obviously. <laughs> this just, is the worst harmony. <laughs> <laughs> I know Steve's like, it's fine. I'm like, let's do it again. I don't know how to joke. Um. All right. You literally asked me for this, so I'm doing it. Ben Slavinsky says, hello, Steve, Alana, and Brett. I'm contacting you today to let you know that I'm 100% not watching The Leftovers. All I really know is that this show comes up in the Valleycast feed, 
and I just pump it into my ears because what else am I going to do? Pump it. We were I wonder hoping, if anyone is watching it. The Leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> well, Beto is for sure. That's true. Um, and as Max, long as Beto is. Yeah, as long as we're just doing this show for Beto. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Um, we were hoping there'd be some of you that were just like, ah, eh, fuck it, I listen to the Valley Cast. We hope you stick around though, because I know it could be kind of like, well, what the fuck? I'm not even watching this show. We hope you stick around because I mean, it's only about fifty percent about the leftists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, uh, I briefly considered actually watching along, but that took just a little bit too much effort, so <laughs> I gave up on that. Maybe I'll make it easier for you. <laughs> So now I'm trying to piece together what Leftovers is all about from the podcast. It's a great time. 9.6 out of 10. <laughs> Keep up the great work and stay safe. Dermot. Thank you. you too. Oh, can you, um, Ben, I'm going to ask you a favor because some people would do this on Lost and it was really fun. Um, can you email us what you think is happening in the show? Yeah. Because remember when that happened with Lost, yeah. Brett? That was always so much yeah. fun. Um, okay, and then he sent one more that says, P.S. I love when Steve is so freaking excited to say his thoughts so he doesn't really listen to what Alana's saying and it sounds like mansplaining, but I know Steve isn't. No Greg danged misogynist, so it's all good. It's not mansplaining. It's when you're in a relationship with someone, you get used to yeah. like, you just do that sometimes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, leftovers. Yes, I got clips. Juan Bellardi sends clips. He says, hello, all you beautiful humans. I'm a huge fan of this podcast, 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 (laughs) and everything you do, Steve. I have been listening to your horns and farts for eight years now. Me too. And it's crazy to think you have been entertaining me for so long. You have no idea how much your comedy, your songs, and your nerdiness has shaped me and inspired me to do goofy, to be my goofy two-horned self. Oh, you sweetie. (laughs) Leftovers is one of my favorite shows of all time, and I'm so happy you're reviewing it finally. Yes, it is very depressing. But it is also so well crafted and so real and emotional that it could be written off as that sad rapture show. <laughs> My girlfriend and I are having a great time rewatching and listening to you guys. We love you so much. Aww. We're happy. Brett, what do you have to say about it, you dummy? <laughs> yes, I love you too. A few thoughts so far. Wow, Tommy's story is so much slower and much more boring than I remember. Is it just me or is this Holy Wayne baby crap just incredibly boring? I want the Garveys all day long and more Nora and Matt. Cutting from them just feels wrong. Yep. I'm interested because I want, I care about Kevin. And I want Kevin to know that his his son's okay. Yeah, but the slowness of the son's story, I get. I mean, I think it's- You wasn't in either of these episodes. Right. It's like the last two Harry Potter movies- The last two Harry Potter movies slash the last Harry Potter book, they're literally just like out there not doing much, waiting to find something. And that's the same thing that's happening with Tom. So like, obviously, it's a little boring to show. Do you agree, Brett? I feel like I don't know enough about any individual character to to have a preference yet. Hmm. Okay. Um. A great example, uh, let's see, oh wait, the show has such a great way of stirring up emotional and almost spiritual atmosphere around the characters that makes their stories feel so significant. Mm. Uh, It's almost like everyone's lock in this show, (laughs) like basically. (laughs) A great example is Matt's episode with the birds. Nothing really needs to be explained because the hint that, that there is some greater power influencing these characters is so intriguing and chilling and fucking cool that it makes you want more. 
It could be God, it could be aliens, or it could be nothing at all. What matters is the cool feeling Lindelof is good at creating. Yeah. That's really well said. I agree, but I think that's mostly just Matt because it's what's in Matt's head because he has faith. True. Very true. Um, he says, uh, few thought, or let's see, this show is such great. I love the feature of clips and fun song edits on the show. So here are my favorite clips from the past episodes. P.S. If you want to have a fun night, take a shot every time Kevin says fuck. <laughs> I say fuck too. Love you all. <laughs> hashtag Brett yes. Hashtag where the fuck is Owen. Hashtag Jill's friend looks like a baby. <laughs> Hashtag yep. large cheeks, hashtag large eyes, hashtag Gerber baby. Oh, oh my Gerber god, let's start calling baby. her Gerber baby. When Gerber baby comes into the room. In lingerie. In la- <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. No, no, I, I, I'm, I don't like it anymore. All right, here are the clips that our friend Juan sent. This one's called It Isn't Your Fucking Fault. Say it wasn't my fault. It wasn't your fucking fault. Now, come on. You have to mean it. It isn't your fucking fault. Come on. (laughs) All right. Angry Kevin. Salt you, Kevin, by saying that this is... Please stop talking just for a second. It's not my place to (laughs) know What's in the envelope? You've always been the best shoulder to... Please stop talking. But I had to stop crying. What's in the envelope? The world changed. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll draw a map on your hand. You don't know where Yemen is. Don't show me. I'll draw a map on your hand. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? What part is that from? I don't know where the first clip is from either. The first clip I. Clips. I remember where the first two are from. I don't remember where that's from. I'll draw a map on your um, hand. It isn't your fucking fault is when he, uh, the girl said it was her fault that the guy attacked her. And she was like, no, I'm not going to leave until you say it wasn't my fault. It's the Asian pregnant the girl Asian and girl, Tom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Echo Spider sends us an email saying, look who's talking now. Hi, everyone. Here are some brief comments, but these episodes were very intense. Marceline Hugot portrayed Kathy Geis in 30 Rock and seeing yes, her... Yes, yes, yes. Oh, really? That's the the old, the old grandma who gets stoned to death. When I oh. first saw her on the screen, I was like, where do I know this character strong from, not from the show? She plays a like mentally disabled d- rich daughter in 30 Rock, and she's hilarious. Seeing her in such a different role was very jarring, and watching this opening was very tough. Yes, yes, yes. Very mm-hmm. true, very true. Here are some questions that came up for me. Why does Amy live with the chief and his daughter? She just stays over all the time. You never had a friend that stayed over way too many times. Brett, did you have a friend like that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a friend that like basically lived with me. I for, think like, it's a month. very in real life it's very normal, but you just don't see it a lot and yeah. And film. My mom was like and my dad too, but my mom specifically was like such a like come into my home and if you need to stay here, I'll take care of you and feed you and everything. And so everybody was like, shit, we can get all this good food, Mexican food and like fucking chill with Steve playing video games and shit. Let's do it. I hear what you guys are saying, but in my 
upbringing experience if it was a school night it was not normal it was like it was a conversation if it was not even if you going both went to, to happen you both went to school the same place yeah no i, I mean, had no. plenty of school it wasn't, night sleepovers it wasn't like no it's impossible but it was certainly not just an assumed thing it was yeah. an absolute conversation I, every time i don't but, know this to be true go for it but i do feel like it was a more normal thing in like the 90s well maybe your 90s yeah i'm not saying it wasn't normal for you guys not my 90s but also i it's 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 not a, i don't think it's as unusual what how you guys are saying for a friend to maybe have family problems and kind of basically move in with a friend while they're in high school i know a lot of people who did something like I that had, i had a friend move in with us basically for like yeah a month. but yeah. to me that's we'll find out if that's what she's doing but that's totally different from just like sleeping over all the time because i just love you so much and i can't be around without you do you guys think the atfec which is the alcohol tobacco firearms explosives and cults diarrhea processing facility is making soylent green brett people i love the nora <laughs> episode and i hope that we get an episode about patty in the future Ooh, i, I think so i love this type of world building where an episode will focus on a specific character take care and i'll and we'll keep on watching daniel i love it too. thanks daniel yeah thank you p.s i'm not a big fan of smoking so this show puts me on the edge yeah <laughs> pps the alternate subject of my email was bounty the dog hunter <laughs> I remembered I have remembered one thing that's going to happen in the future and it was from watching this first episode of these two the fifth episode I remember some story points Alana's water bottle or, or have you just transitioned to another bottle I've taken her bottle but she's been sharing it to me yeah, she you handed can, no, it to no, me no you can use that's okay I'm done for now thank you though Giovanni Canali sends an email saying Guilty Remnant Theory. Guilty Remnant is in cahoots with Big Casino. <laughs> Hello, first time boys and girl. My name is Brad and I'm not from Sweden. Why does it say Giovanni Canali then? So that's not Swedish. This is my first time watching The Leftovers and I'm loving it so far. So thanks for introducing me to this series. During last week's episode of the podcast, you guys mentioned the idea of the Guilty Remnant getting all their money from Big Casino. And mm -hmm. it, it got me thinking about a potential theory about the origins of the guilty remnant and their motives. I've spent countless seconds theorizing with my dog, and I think I finally got a solid theory to give us some friggin' answers. Wow, it's like a whole, it's a whole thing written here called wow. The Guilty Remnant is a subsidiary of Big Casino. I know it sounds crazy, but I promise I'll explain everything. Let's start off with the most obvious evidence of this, cigarettes. Now, I'm not even going to make an Owen joke about this one. If any of you have ever been to a casino, you know they keep a constant supply of cigarettes burning in the AC vents at all times. This isn't untrue. The Guilty Remnant is trying to replicate this as best they can, but they don't have the appropriate zoning permits for the big AC units used in the casinos. So they have to set cigarette quotas for all their members to keep their houses appropriately hotboxed. Also, interestingly, in 2014, in a 2014 interview with Vulture, Damon Lindelof said, in the leftover verse, all cigarettes are actually controlled by Big Casino. You have to have a cigarette permit to smoke a cigarette. And if you get caught smoking a ciggy without a permit, you get a spanking and a timeout. 
So that's a joke, right? This is why Bongo Joe's <laughs> mouth always looks messed up. He's addicted to cigarettes. <laughs> Bongo Joe. Who's Bongo Joe? <laughs> is he the guy that shoots the dogs? <laughs> he doesn't have a permit, yeah. so he has to hide his cigarettes in his mouth. Because <laughs> he does his have the dip. The dip yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, also, the guy with a big truck and gun who likes to shoot up dogs is Bongo Joe. <laughs> So it seems like the Guilty Remnant is the only place. Why Bongo Joe? Because it is Steve. So it seems like the Guilty Remnant is the only place in the leftover verse that, other than the casinos that has a cigarette permit. Seems like a fishy, huh? Well, if you're still not convinced, I have two more points that I'm sure will sell you on this theory. The Guilty Remnant has multiple offenses of family hating on their record. They stole everyone's family photos, and I'm pretty sure they've written fuck the concept of family a few times in the series already. Something that oftentimes stops people from gambling and the stigma that it has within their families. Making for awkward conversations when your significant other asks where all the money they got from their inheritance went to. By brainwashing people to hate their families, you get rid of that barrier to gambling, which means more money for the casino. Uh-huh. And lastly, it would be a crime if I didn't mention the Guilty Remnant and their affinity towards rocks. We've already seen multiple times throughout the series how the Guilty Remnant seems to have rock magnetism powers. <laughs> it seems like the Guilty Remnant games, gains power from these rocks. When Pastor Matt was driving back from the casino and saw those Guilty Remnant ladies absorbing rock power, he got jealous and tried to steal some of the rock energy for himself. But the rock energy was too powerful for his frail, non-Guilty Remnant body and sent him into a three-day coma. Similarly, when the Guilty Remnant lady went into the woods, she got greedy and tried absorbing more rock energy <laughs> than her body could handle. <laughs> <laughs> it overloaded her chakra and killed her. Oh my god. I think he cracked it. So what does this have to do with casinos? Well, most people think that Native Americans own all the casinos, but in the same interview that I referenced earlier in this email, Lindelof said, I wanted all the casinos in the leftover verse to be owned by Samoans. I just think they're so cool. So if all the casinos in the leftover verse are controlled by Samoans, what does this mean for my theory? Well, as we all know, the most well-known Samoan is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Casinos, Samoans, The Rock, Rocks, The Guilty Remnant. The Guilty, the guilty Remnant exists to get people addicted to casinos, and that's why big casinos keep buying them fancy houses and churches. I rest my case. Thanks so much if you read this, Steve. I know you're not much of a fan for long emails, but I felt that I needed to get all my thoughts out into an open forum. If I could be so bold as to request a clip, could you play a what the fuck, Jill, followed by a he-he-he, <laughs> please? Well, I don't have the he-he-he <laughs> clip, but I'll definitely play that other one for you, friend. What the fuck, Jill? Uh, shit, I said this before watching the new episode for this week. Can I change my clip request to what the fuck, Jill, followed by I say fuck you too, then finally, <laughs> please. No, you don't get anything. <laughs> Love you, BB fuckers, Brad. Damn, Brad. Wow. Daniela C. sends an email saying, in the show's defense, hey, BB, 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 boys and girl, BB girl, in the show's defense, I don't think it's def it's depressing in the proper sense of the word. It is sad, but because it's supernatural stuff, it doesn't feel so real. 
I find shows like The Wire way more depressing and hard to watch. About the money Mm. of The Guilty Remnant, it is sort of explained later in the show, maybe this is a spoiler, but people, wait, but people that join them give them all their possessions. Wait, make sure it's not a spoiler. That's like Colts 101. Make sure it's not a spoiler before you read out loud. And speaking of my money, of money, any way we can support the podcast? You guys have given us so many hours of entertainment, it would be great to contribute while I still have a job. I can't wait for all the clips this week. The PayPal one, Kevin on the phone with the FBI guy, Kevin fighting the other policeman. Cheers from Australia. P.S. Brett, hang in there. Next season is not as heavy as this one. I'm hanging. Just go buy buy Creeper. Yeah, if you want to support the show, definitely buy Creeper. And also subscribe to the ValleyCast channel. And mm-hmm. uh, that that would be very helpful. And if you want to be even more giving, you can become a patron of the Valley Folk, and you'll get an, this episode of this show early, as well as a bunch of other fun stuff. You get it a day earlier than everybody else does. And a little kiss. But definitely get Creeper. It's only like a dollar or something. It's two dollars. Oh, well, I'm out. Steve, it was twice wow. as much as you said. Alex Sinicropi <laughs> says, Greeting, Breeb, Breb, Sheev, and Llama, and maybe guest. Longtime listener, first time writer, I have never written. I am a giant fan of Lost, so it was all about this show from the get go and loving the leftovers so far. Having said that, I don't recall giving you permission to exploit my feelings via this television program. The parallels between the townsfolk acting up against the curfew proposal in episode 5 and clips from my own small town's assembly assembly are deeply unset, unsettling. As well as in episode 6 with the protesters outside the conference holding signs such as the one that read, Who did it? At first I wasn't sure if I could handle this, but I'm finding it weirdly cathartic. It's not a show I thought I needed right now. You Agreed. Guys have- you guys have talked a bunch about how great the the writing, cinematography, music, acting, etc., but I didn't expect this to hit me like it did, so thank you. Also, thanks for keeping me company while I'm stuck inside. Alex, signed Alex. Hashtag Brett, yes. Hashtag Alana, yes. Hashtag Alana, empathy. Hashtag, should we just say that they all Lindelof? Wow. P.S. Look up. The number Wang sketches from that Mitchell and Webb. Look, if you want to see the Holy Wayne being a weird and Olivia Coleman, love and sloppy kisses. I love uh, Mitchell and Webb. We watch them all the time, I think. Um, Let's see. Matthew Mayer says, I see your guilty remnant picture frame and raise you one paper cigarette. Hello, first time cast. On the last episode, you talked about Max Richter's score for The Leftovers, which I think we can all agree is top-notch. I realized I should share it that really I... really came through this week. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I really should share that I was lucky enough to attend a concert a few years ago in New York City where Max Richter performed music from the show. It was really an awesome experience. At the door, they handed out fake paper cigarettes that had glitter on the end <gasps> to make them look... Uh, lit as a fun little souvenir. Let's look lit. Even though I'm super jealous of your HBO care package, Steve, I am happy to have this little piece of show memorabilia. Just wanted to share a little personal experience with you. Hope you all have a great week. Still waiting on my DSD settlement. What's that? What's a DSD settlement? What's also that sound? Is that the Department of... Oh! Oh! 
Oh, whatever. Department of Sudden Departures. Yes. Yeah. Matt Mayer. P.S. I have attached two pictures from the concert as well as a horrifying look at what the leftovers would be if Kevin was ugly. Oh, no. Oh, what the hell? Oh, could you do like a picture thing where you could add your face in there? What the hell is that? What is this? Um, I can't see it. Well, click it. Okay. You don't want to see it. It kind of looked like he replaced the face on Kevin in some kind of show Left art. Leftovers poster. Turner Tushhouse says, "Big Tabasco." Hello, Steve, Alana, and Brett. Here's a short email. I'm brand new to this podcast because it's quarantine and I have nothing else to do but consume all of the content I possibly can. Anyways, the Guilty Remnant is funded by Big Tabasco. This is never talked about, but it makes so much sense. Love you all. Stay safe and sane. Makes sense. Billy, That's a good email. That's Thank a great you. email. I love That's a that great email. email. That's a fantastic <laughs> email. Billy Roberts says the format. Good evening from Atlanta, Steve, Madame Ficus, and Brett. Brett lied to me about when y'all are recording. <gasps> That's true. So this, this is the guy. So this email is haphazard and not thought out. So blame. But I tweeted out that I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. So blame Brett. I if we were doing it Friday. So blame Brett if my thoughts don't make sense or I ramble on. I've listened since the Lost days. I have already watched Lost three times when the podcast came about. So I listened without rewatching. It was an interesting way to re-experience the show. I'm doing the same thing now with another Lost rewatch podcast, The Storm. That's cool. I've never seen The Leftovers, so I'm officially a first-timer now. I'm struggling to respect the format, but I've remained strong so far. Thanks for the encouragement to stick to it on Twitter. I did want to say that the format isn't going to respect my wallet very soon, as my HBO Now trial ends on June 3rd. Do you see the sacrifices I make for you? As always, thanks for all the content you pump out into the internet world. It is a it is wonderful and keeps me sane. From Billy, aka the smallest fan. Thanks, Billy. You think HBO's seen a spike in viewership on the left? Oh yes, significant. They're confused. They're like, I don't know where this is coming from. They're like, why is everybody watching The Leftovers right now? It's such a bad time to watch such a depressing show. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Something about something in here. Um, Reading an email? Oh, we should just say that you should watch the show on... You can watch the show whenever, but we're going to record Friday. We're recording on Friday. We record Friday afternoon, evening. Right. So if you have watched the show, the, the next two episodes, by Friday... Just get in your emails by Friday. And that's when you can get your emails in. Otherwise, just watch it whenever, you know? Yeah. By Friday afternoon is smart. Um, Great. Thank you so much, Billy. Great. Great. Next email comes from Darren Hicks. He says, Gladys episode observation. Hey again, BBB boys and girl and guest. Pay attention to the scene where Patty and Lori listen, are listening to Holland Oates in the car and pay close <gasps> attention to Patty's wildly out of rhythm steering wheel slaps oh. it's insane but that's when the slate comes i thought he was gonna have seen i know the i thought so too oh. but is she but wildly slapping out of rhythm <laughs> yeah for sure they didn't know what they song probably they were gonna weren't use using yeah it was silent the song was sure. this yes <laughs> um andrew whitney sends an email saying leftovers five and six hey bb booze and bb goo i know all of my other emails have been jokes so i'm gonna take this serious this time Unfortunately, I keep forgetting when you record, so I don't watch the episodes in time. Format be damned. 
So this is my opinion on episodes five and six. After, well, now you know. After only reading the episode titles. <gasps> five. Whoa, geez. Can you believe Gladys? I mean, like, what the heck was she thinking doing that thing with the fish in the truck bed? And episode six. <laughs> it was really nice of Nora to invite I Kevin bet. over to her house for some garlic bread and coitus for no reason. Hmm. All right. I love it. Dan the man sends an email saying, hello, first time crew. Hi, guys. This is Dan. Not that Dan. I'm from Miami. I've been wanting to write to you guys since you started rewatching this series. This is honestly one of my favorite shows out there. Miami Dan. I've tried. <laughs> Miami Dan. <laughs> Dan. I've tried to get people to watch it, but everyone has just turned me away. I don't have to admit that I started. Or I'm sorry. I do have to admit that I started to rewatch with you guys. But the show is so compelling and quarantine has been so boring that I did break the format and went ahead all the way to the first episode of the last season. Yikes! Alarm bell. Damn, they're saying sorry, Steve, but I gotta say. Fuck you, you fucking cunt. <laughs> also. I don't give a fuck, Becca DeGoo. Um, that sucks, man. Follow the format, you shit. That's the most unfollowing the format I've ever experienced. But it's on okay show. as long as he doesn't damn spoil shit. I guess. Don't I mean, be trying I don't to know. Don't do I even want to talk read about Miami. shit? But do I even want to read the just rest wait. of this email from Miami just Dan? Wait. Scan just it. Wait. Scan it with your eyes. But I mean, he's not gonna. I, I'm just saying he's probably not gonna spoil anything. But it's like, should I even? Just wait. Just save it. We'll read it. Well, obviously, it's been a long first podcast. <laughs> but I mean, it's just going to be. <laughs> You're just wanting to skip ahead a little. <laughs> <Yeah>, just <Brent just laughs> <Save> it. <laughs> We're tired. Yeah, we'll definitely come back to this one. Somehow these podcasts yeah, have been <laughs> hours long. All right. Here's the last email for real. This is actually it. Michael Nosbish. Michael's nauseating fish. Saying episode five thought. Main thought after episode five is Dean, the middle-aged bald dog killer, Oh, is Dean the middle-aged bald dog killer, or what did he call him? The other guy called him Bongo. Bongo Joe. Bongo Joe. Bongo Joe. Bongo Joe. Bongo Joe. Is Bongo Joe an ATFEC officer? Does he work for the tobacco and no cult? I say no, but I would love to find out. Yes, because I want some exciting shit, Brett. I think he's just some fucking redneck dipping, yep. <laughs> gun-toting, dog-killing, you know, good old boy. Okay. All right. Um, no? There sure, is a, there is a similar-looking white male worker working at the cremation facility. He could be there cas casing the local GR clan for extermination. Brings a new take on his... They aren't our dogs anymore, line. Possibly trying to drive a wedge between Chief Garvey and his ex-wife even further. I hear that, but I don't think so. He also pitted the chief against the townsfolk as the city council meeting and was the person to first put forward the they-did-this-to-themselves idea. Hope everything's going well. Still no internet except my phone. Insert oh. feelings of rage here. Oh, I'm so sorry. I guess that's what I'm supposed to think about him, huh? He's probably got some more important. I mean, you he's think whatever you want, baby boy. I think he, yeah, maybe we should be thinking more about him because 
what is the what is his relationship with Kevin? I just think he's a representation. I think Kevin's relationship with him is about what's going on in Kevin's head. I mean, and I'm happy to be wrong, but we're talking opinions. That's my pins. If we're talking pins here. Those are my pins and that's in my pin cushion. Stick them in. You think it's going to be like Fight Club? He, oh, he was shit. both of them. Imagine that's one Kevin person knows two sides. Bungalow Joe. Bungalow Jang Gang. What was it? What did he ba- call it? Bongo again? Joe. Bongo Joe. He's on Love Island now. It's Bungalow Joe. Bongo Joe. <laughs> Bongo Joe. Bongo Joe. Bongo Joe. All right. Listen, we're at the that two. We're at two hour. We're at the two hour and eighteen minute mark on oh, this episode. Gosh. So, and we my love goodness. You. I'm glad we're keeping it to an hour this season. It's right about <laughs> now when Owen would be like, "Listen, we just gotta get to the emails quicker, man." Owen would have already got up from the table and be outside smoking. Oh, yeah. Hours ago. We didn't do video back then. No one knew. All right. Well, we should start to consider including some guests soon. So I'm going to put my feelers out to the people who were like, I want to do it. it's not long enough. No, it's not long enough. (laughs) We definitely need need more opinions. We need to spread it out. We need more banter, more bits. Um, but anyway, we had uh, I had a great time with you guys. These were some great, great episodes. Do you want to close out on your thoughts on these episodes, Brett? Uh, I like that they both were one word titles that started with G. Mm-hmm. I like that synergy. Like um, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. What's Jesus. next? Jesus. I know what's next. I'm ready. Are Are you being? Are you able to handle waiting? doing two episodes at a time and waiting? Yeah. No, I'm well, I wanted to do one fuck. episode at a time. Oh, really? I'm so glad we didn't do that. Me too. Well, I feel, I felt like we could really focus in and do one. That's true. That's true. Because that's how we did Watchmen. It definitely but... becomes more concise and more detailed in the in the observations. But I mean, if we're gonna make it to the next show in time, we gotta do two. Conceivably, time. Time. the next yeah. show. Um. All right. Well, Alana, your closing thoughts. I loved them. I'm getting impatient. Let's get the ball rolling. Um, well, thank you guys for listening, and I really appreciate you guys uh, joining along and subscribing to the Valleycast channel to watch the video version of the show. And, of course, if you become a patron of the Valley Folk at patreon.com slash thevalleyfolk, you get a bunch of uh, fun little stuffs, and you get this podcast a day before all the damn plebs do. <laughs> Which is really fun, isn't it? I don't know how to joke. Fuck you, you fucking... So anyway, uh... Fuck! I say fuck too. So guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. Don't forget to subscribe to the Valleycast uh, podcast if you if you are only watching the YouTube version because uh, that really helps out our analytics and... Maybe makes the show continue on. Wait, for not seasons the Valley Cast. The first time show. The Valley Cast, because it's in the Valley it's Cast the feed. Same. Yeah. So if you are only watching us on YouTube, you can subscribe to the Valley Cast on any podcast platform that you prefer. Uh, we're Ooh. even on Spotify. And so uh, you hear that, Alana? You're on Spotify. Wait, no, but I don't. How is this podcast? If you're subscribing to the Valley Cast, that's a different podcast. No, the Valley Cast has this in its feed. Oh, as well as the fundamentalists, a podcast on a, with Elliot on Morgan podcast in his platforms. Room. Wow. Yes. 
I thought it was more like Parcast. You know, they have a bunch of podcasts, but they're not all in the same feed. No, no, we're all in the same feed. So oh, if you subscribe feed, to the Valley, feed. if you subscribe to the Valley Cast, you get this show and the Fundamentalists as a little bonus. Well, I'm actually stoked to know that. Yeah, a it's lot. pretty You're neat. I did not understand that. It's yeah, it's neat. We're on Spotify. Isn't that cool? I'm looking it up right now. All right, great. Well, guys, thank you for listening. And if you don't subscribe, please do that. And also, it'd be nice if you left a rating or a review on iTunes, because that helps a lot too with analytics and potentially furthering the continuation of podcasts such as this. So we appreciate your listenership and we appreciate your emails, which you can send to the first time show at gmail.com, whether you have some theories about the show or some clips, themes, or not so much clips, because we got the clips covered, but if you uh, if you think we missed one or something, you know, whatever. But for the <laughs> most part, we're probably going to skip super long emails, uh, but, uh, you know, we're trying to have a fun time here, and we'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on the show. And also, please continue to email us if you, have n- if you aren't watching the show, because it's so fascinating to us uh, what that's Just go like. ahead and email in your Creeper reviews. Oh, well. yes, and please download Creeper on Comixology. It's the comic book Brett Register and I have created, and Brett has been writing. And it's a wonderful comic book, and the art's great, and support local artists and independent And Alana's artists. gonna read it any day now. Alana's gonna read it any day now. As soon as you show me how to put the words in front of my eyes, they'll be read. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time on the First Time Show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.